0: Psychedelics are illegal not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures
1: and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything you know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison.
2: Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else.
1: Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Voice of perception. Information is power. But we have to seize Seize the opportunity the opportunity. the opportunity. The opportunity.
2: Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Back. Good to have you back. Good to be here. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be a crazy episode. It's just me, and um, I don't know. Maybe it's not crazy. But I kind of, I kind of like need you guys to tell me. Uh, otherwise, I don't know what what I'm doing. <laughs> so, so basically, I'll I'll tell you what's going down. Of course, this is Mike Adelic. I'm Mike Brancatelli. Welcome. Welcome to the show. If you're new, if you're here for the first time, um, this is one of of those solo kind of crazy episodes that I do. Sometimes I have guests on. Sometimes I tell stories. Sometimes I do these solo episodes. So welcome. Um, But anyway, uh, yeah, I sat down. I was stoned to the gills the other night. And uh, just having, just, you know, like I do, I, I tend to get high at night and... Um, that's really the only time I I really smoke weed is at night and, um, I'm kind of a night owl. So I kind of, kind of puff on a pipe and I just think and read and write. And that's where I get a lot of my, uh, I don't know. That's where I just do a lot of my thinking, get a little process, a lot of things. Um, and, uh, and, and every now and then I have these like aha moments or these, this, this kind of, Feeling that I'm gonna be cultivating like a flow moment where it's like I got a ton of ideas, I got some thoughts, and I need to get them out. And um, you know, thank God for podcasting because if it wasn't for that, I'd probably sit down, maybe I'd write, maybe I'd edit. You know, with podcasting, I'm I'm kind of just like I don't know. It's pretty. It's just it's 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 hard to describe. I mean, I'm just kind of. I feel like I'm talking to you guys, but. I'm, like, in reality, I'm just sitting here in my room talking into a microphone. And and I'm just, like, watching, like, little blips go up and down. But whatever. I am talking to you guys. So thanks for thanks for listening. <clears throat> um, yeah, like, you know, because if you guys weren't listening, I would just be, like, you know, like, I don't know. They'd probably just, like, lock me up somewhere in, like, a padded room. And I'd just be, like, going off all day. Like, the government, uh, the things, psychedelics, you know. <laughs> The one Ah! percent. All right, buddy. Time for your pills. Happy pills. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> it's funny, right? It's like a weird it's a weird, strange line between like what we deem as being crazy or what what gets called crazy because um, because we've kind of like comically attached like a kind of a a dismissive attitude to certain kinds of things oh yeah what are you like one of those truthers like you a truther like oh excuse me excuse me i didn't know the word truth was a pejorative now um it's a it's a really mad 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 world that we live in isn't it it's you gotta you gotta kind of Sometimes I have a tendency to really get wrapped up in it and like, you know, get in there and get in the muck, get in the dirt and and, and throw with the rest of them. But I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying uh, hard not to. I'm trying to really just stay kind of detached and kind of back and just kind of comment and observe and, and kind of let la- you have to laugh, you know, especially I really I really been laughing a lot at people about just how seriously they take things, you know? I mean, just spend some time on Twitter and just, just spend like, you know, spend like a week just like scrolling through Twitter for like two hours a day every day like I do. Probably more. But it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's like, man, there's just a bunch of people out there that just have really tight buttholes and they're just, everything is, this is serious life. This is super serious. Like we have to, Take a humorless approach to everything and condemn people and burn them at the stake. You know, it's like, but I mean, human beings have acted like this their whole lives, you know, right? I mean, talking about burning people at the stake. I mean, Giordano Bruno was, uh, was burned at the stake by the Catholic Church because he discovered that the earth wasn't the center of the, um, the solar system, that the sun was, and the earth revolved around the sun. No, he's 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 the devil. Burn him, you know. Like anything that challenges power, anything that challenges the, the 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 kind of the common collective narrative that we all believe in, or that is you know that we're all kind of like maybe pretending to believe in because we're afraid and we're scared ourselves it's uh it causes havoc it causes trouble you know it it causes when you're not living truthfully honestly openly and forthrightly and morally in the world you're causing trouble you're causing trouble for yourself and for everybody else around you and you know i know because i've i've done it i've fucked up i've gotten angry and yelled at people you know i've been violent i've done things that i'm not proud of you know what i mean and i know I know what it's like to, like, be in those in those places, you know, be, like I said, stuck in the mud and just, like, trapped and, like, not knowing, you know, but thankfully, like, through a series of, of synchronistic events and whatnot, I just happened to stumble upon something that popped me open, you know, woke me up, and, um, you know, I was like, holy shit, like, wow, I was really behaving pretty crazy there, you know? Um, but it's a, it's a constant kind of keeping yourself in check. You know, it's a constant kind of, uh, awareness that like, it's not like you're just going to be this blissed out harmonic resonant frequency vibrating. I'm just saying stuff, astral cosmic, you know, in tune chakra, you know, third eye crystal thing all the time and nothing phases you and nothing, but you know, it's like, you you you're lying. <laughs> you're not you're not owning up to the truth. You know, and and there's a lot of people out there that will talk about that kind of stuff and and it's like, yeah, it makes you feel good, right? It's 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 nice to hear like you are, you know, everything that ever will. You know, it's it's nice to hear those things. But we can't always live that way because other people aren't living that way. The circumstances are of our lives you know, require us to act, you know, based on different situations and whatnot. So the only way that you can act is every moment in truth. At least that's the way that I try. I try and act. Um, But I also act freely detached from any overarching kind of, um, I, I don't know, like enforced set of morals or values or rules or virtue you know it's just i am what i am and i i let my intuition and my instincts and my gut and and my experience my you know the 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 insane multitude of complexities of experiences that i've had in my past and the things that i've read and researched and places i've went and things that i've done things that i've felt things i just let all of that inform Every decision I make at every moment, or at least I try to, you know, because if you get angry, then then those thoughts, sometimes those thoughts can't come up as quick as you want them to. So that's why mindfulness practices are good because you can separate the thoughts from the feelings and then really create space in between there so you can, you know, act properly, take a breath and just, you know, respond Accordingly, not necessarily to uh what the what what your your biology is like demanding you to do at that very very moment because it might not be appropriate for this the situation um <clears throat> and that's you know that's that's a big different you know a lot of the stuff that I preach or p- p- preach like whatever a lot of the stuff that I talk about on the show or i guess i guess I'll say preach fuck it, why not because i do there are things that I believe in right, so I do kind of preach them but One of them is like it's this isn't about like hedonic pleasure and instant gratification and stuff because those can be traps, right? Like I'm going to talk about that later on the show. Um, And by the way, I just realized I told you guys you you were in for a crazy show. And then I didn't even tell you what was going on because I'm so goddamn tangential in uh, in in this thing. But um, but hey. People have said that they like that, so I mean, thank God. I I really appreciate you guys that that you say that you like that because, um, to me, sometimes I could feel like, holy shit, I just went off course. So, with that being said, I I do. So I had this like high, inspirational, pondering midnight owl moment, and I felt inspired to sit down and start recording a podcast. And I de- and I definitely, you know, it's 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 a tangent fest. It's all over the place but i must say there are some nuggets in there so i decided to just leave it as it is unedited and raw and tangent filled um and uh you guys listen to it and let me know what you think i mean i you know um if if you listen to it and and tell me you know that maybe there's some things that i i should maybe like tighten up on or button up on or improve i will and and i'll just and i'm just saying this because I guess this podcast is a little bit different than a lot of other podcasts out there, and um, really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to capture, I I didn't even know I was trying to do this at first, like I, I just started doing it, and I go, and I was just hoping that maybe people liked it, and then people started to say that they liked it, so what I'm doing is I'm just trying to capture a moment, a moment where I'm thinking about things and you know, I, I really like um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jason Silva, but he runs a YouTube channel called Shots of Awe. And I and I really loved his YouTube channel because before I started doing this podcast and even before I discovered his YouTube channel, I would basically just sit around my friends and I would just be kind of like the guy going off about all these things and I would be entering this like flow state where I started to get like really passionate about what I'm talking about and I'd be going on and but most people just don't want to hear that in like a social setting. You're out, you're at a bar, you're do you know, it's just they're not into it. So um so I didn't really I, I never really had like that that outlet or the feedback to say like people would be like wow that's interesting or like oh that's pretty cool. But it was never like fully uh exhumed or whatever. Um, I never explored it like totally. So then I, you know, I took to the microphone here and I started doing it here. And at first I thought, well, this is just nuts. You know, I mean, this is just crazy. Who's going to want to listen to this? But, uh, but I, I, I guess there's some, you know, I guess, I guess this is just a different thing. You know, I could, I could prepare my show and i could have like bullet points and say like i want to talk about this i want to talk about that i want to talk about this i want to talk about that and it would be a totally you know different show it'd probably be more like the other shows that are out there all the other podcasts that are out there like welcome to podcast one like today we're going to be exploring the topic of dimethyltryptamine dmt what is it where can you find it who does it where did it come from the history the origin you know i it's just not me so, <laughs> I mean, but whatever, I I mean, like, go listen to the shows if you're into them. I mean, they're cool. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying that's not me. Um, so, so yeah, so like, fair warning, I guess, 12 minutes in, I was supposed to warn you guys at the top. But basically, this is one of those kind of experimental shows where I'm thinking out loud and I'm trying to capture a moment where uh you know I'm inspired and um I have nothing prepared and you know mostly for these show these kinds of shows I don't it's just um cultivating this flow state getting it all out there and just and just seeing what happens basically you know I don't know maybe if you want to say throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks something like that maybe that works but anyway I did this show and I realized Jesus Christ, I was so high and I went on so many tangents that I didn't really like nail down some things that I wanted to talk about. And I think it's kind of important to talk about these things because they, they are kind of in the moment right now. They're, they're the things that are the goings-ons of, uh, of the time right now, the current events, if you will, that are happening. And I try, I don't know, I, I, I guess like everybody kind of like is giving their little opinion about all this stuff. So I felt like I didn't really feel compelled to but as i see just more and more um of these like sexual misconduct allegations coming out and um what there was another uh you know story that i was reading on on twitter about a teacher this young 22 year old female teacher who was you know like sexting with her stu one of her students like i don't know 16 year old student or 17 i don't even know how old the kid is I should probably know that, but, um, uh, and, and, like, the parents, like, found out and, like, reported her, and, like, she's, like, arrested now and stuff, (sighs) and then, you know, there's, then I was on, (laughs) I was on Twitter this morning, and I saw, uh, I saw, um, like another familiar story about the anti- LGBT lawmaker resigns after being caught having sex with a man, right? Like another one, another another one of those stories. like how many times have we heard this right? Like the guy the the Christian senator, the Christian you know uh, family man who's you know railing against LGBT community, and then he's the one that's like a closeted uh, homosexual. And, and, it, and what was that guy's name? I forget. Um, who ran that like church? Um, Ted Haggard, was it? Is that the, is that that guy's name? Ted Haggard, who was, uh, was like marriages between a man and a woman. And, uh, he was very outspoken about that. And then he was found like, uh, you know, fucking around with some dude or whatever. And, um, yeah, so it just seems like to me that there's a lot of stories that are coming out, and you see this, you know, from time to time. It just seems like right now that there's there's a lot of them, and it's all about sex. Oh, ooh, you know, like sex. Oh my god, love making and procreation and fun and uh, pleasure. Ooh, scary, you know it's like this is this is what i mean by like you know this is how insane we are as a culture here like we 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 really this is not hyperbolic you know this is not like i'm not talking about like well there's a couple of screwballs out there no no no. it's the entire foundation of our western society here and i'm i'm just going to talk about america because that's where i live but it's this entire foundation of this puritanical christian uh, what shame repressive uh you know culture that like you know it's like uh oh, it's no it's noble to just to work hard and you know whatever and, and nothing this is this is just complete madness there's just there's all of these these, these things that are happening, right? It's just a manifestations. Like I talk about this quite a bit on the show about symptoms, right? Like symptoms of the greater disease. Well, the greater disease is this culture that we, that we're living in that, that, you know, and the symptoms that pop up that manifest are symptoms like people doing stuff that are, and then, and then being, feeling like shamed by them and in an unhealthy way. You know, in like, and in, 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 it's like, so because we, because we're, we have such like a, a taboo around all of these things. So at first, I guess I'll talk about maybe like the Louis C.K. thing. And I mean, and then it was like Al Franken got in trouble too. What Louis C.K. did was, was completely different than what anybody else had done. From what I understand, he was basically just a fucking creepy weirdo who just asked, if he could masturbate in front of some women and, and some women I think said like, yes at the time or something, you know, that I think they, they were, they, they like didn't want to say no. And, you know, I, this is something that I think is really extremely, extremely important because I was, I was, I was looking also, I was looking on Twitter and this is going to be new. The news I got from Twitter show today. And I'm looking at all these women that say like, Oh, I wish I wish I had the courage to be more direct or something because in regards to all these like sexual allegation things that have been uh coming out I think um what happened was like basically there there was like this list like going around of like things women should say um I think some or like things that women should have courage saying
0: and, um, like,
2: uh, like, a, I I think it was like 10 things that we should encourage women to say, like, um, you know, say, learn how to say no, learn how to say like, you're interrupting me, learn how to say, uh, whatever, whatever the, the, the thing is. Um, but it's just like, why aren't we already doing this? Like why why do women feel like they can't speak their mind? I mean, this is like insane. Like it's just it's just completely crazy to me. You know, like a lot of the times you hear with these sexual allegation stories, it's like, yeah, this happened years it happened years ago and finally they've mustered up the courage to to admit like what happened or or whatever. But um, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like we gotta we gotta do something about this. We gotta like empower women to be able to feel like they sh- can 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 take a stand in the moment and say, you know, some guy says like some Louis C.K. creep goes, "Hey, can I masturbate in front of you?" Say, "No, that's fucking gross, you weirdo." No matter what the consequences are, right? I mean, like something you know, like. Uh, you can hear like some of these these women's stories, and I don't know all of them, but I'm just kind of like generalizing from a a lot of them which I've heard from a range of different like accusations over over the years and it's always like well it was uncomfortable at the time and like you know i didn't want to say no i didn't want to be rude or you know like um uh like i was i was afraid i might lose my job or uh, like i was afraid like he might hurt me or something like that and it's you know i i don't know it's i mean it's just like you got to just speak your mind you got to say what what you're feeling you got to speak the truth You have to, uh, because if you don't, I mean, when are you, then when are you going to, you know? And then, and then how do people know, you know, these girls, I guess, who agreed to, to the Louis CK creepiness stuff. It's like, now he thinks that he's like getting away with something or, or, or he thinks not that he's getting away with something, but he thinks that he's like doing something that's like cool, I guess that like girls don't mind or something, you know, it's like, you got to speak your your truth and you have to be like, I don't know. I'm constantly baffled that people feel uncomfortable saying what they really think, you know, and, and I guess I can kind of I can kind of see why, you know, it's it, once again, you know, it's it's because. This entire factory farm that we exist in, this human factory farm, I mean because at the end of the day that's what we are, it's like living in a fucking factory farm, and instead of you know we' we're, we're we're basically just being milked and slaughtered for for meat you know that's we're just sacks of meat to the the predatory uh higher ups that exist in this society, the society the way that they've set the the show, so we live in a system that's that's predatory, you know so it's like This greater disease of predation manifests these symptoms throughout our culture and throughout our society. And because we don't properly educate our children about sex and sexuality and and, and everything, then people grow up with like these, you know, just all this weird stuff and then, you know, introduce religion into this and all this other crazy nonsense. We live in the, it's just like a, a cocktail of like a whipped up craziness And then people don't know how to act. They don't know how to behave. They don't know what's healthy, what's right, and what's what's what you know what how to be behaving in the world. And you know this this predatory system is is set up from the moment that the state kidnaps your children to take them into indoctrination prison camps, uh, brainwashing uh, institutions. I mean, look, you know. I never wanted to be like one of those fucking people that's like, yo man, like fucking wake up from the matrix, you're sheeple, everyone's a sheeple, like fucking open your eyes, you fucking ignorant sons of bitches. But <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to use clear, blunt, you know, language to talk about the reality and the truth of, of our situation, of our predicament, you know? If you, if you don't want to, and this is, this is why people are bothered by this stuff. It's because it's a, fr- they're scared. They're afraid that the truth will rock their world and, sh- and shatter it, Cause that's what it does. Right. And then, and, and that is, that's why I'm such a proponent of psychedelics is because they are deconditioning agents. They decondition you as Terrence McKenna says, they decondition you. And they, they make you question everything that you've ever known. It, it, it makes you look at everything and realize that these are all just social, these are just agreements that we've all made. Everything that exists in reality is just a construct that we've all agreed upon, that people who have come before us have agreed upon. We don't have to make those agreements anymore. I'm, I'm pretty fucking pissed off at my generation for being a bunch of pussies and not, you know, like, I don't know. I think I have more faith in the generation below me to, to actually like wake the fuck up and do the right thing. Because the millennial generation are really just got, we got a lot of people in my generation got roped into establishment, predatory, uh, statist bullshit. And, and, and they've really just they've drank they've they've drank the kool-aid and they're they're riding the bus to to fucking utopia land or whatever the fuck they think and so it's a real shame you know it's like it's a real shame like where is that edge where is that like fuck you to 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 the system to authority that resistance to this the 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 way that the the things are that we don't like you know And, and It needs to happen because we actually have the numbers. You know, it's like this us versus them thing. It's like we're going to be them. You know, if we don't if we don't wake up and change things, we're just going to wind up inheriting the same shitty, stupid stuff that the people ahead of us are doing. That's the way it works. You know, we got to snap out of it and realize that, holy shit, we can fucking switch this up. We can change again. We have the power to decondition ourselves from everything that we've ever known, look at things as just these constructs that we've agreed upon and realize that we could actually, we don't have to agree upon these things that we could actually have direct experiences that connect us with who we really are and, and accept our birthright and own it and walk that path directly into the cosmos of, 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 you know, being true And living true and in harmony with the natural human spirit and the natural human mind. Stress-free, worry-free, shame-free, guilt-free. Just being totally free. Totally free. You know, this is what this whole thing is all about, is being free. Living in truth. Living with freedom. And if we don't, if, our, if, we, if we don't have people who are doing these things, then what we get is we get people that get ideas to make institutions, to make programs, to have systems, to have corporations, to have education systems, to have governments, to have whatever, banking systems, to have large systems, get inher- those, those systems then become inhabited by people who aren't living in truth, who aren't living free, who don't engage in direct experience, who don't know themselves, who aren't taught how to use their minds, how to think. They're taught what to think. They're taught to be obedient. You will think this way. Don't question things. Accept things for the way they are. Believe this. The Bible says that, you know, that you that that you should do this or, you know, the government says that you should do this or the school system says that you should do this. Fuck you. <laughs> my, that, i mean if i could sum up my philosophy in in two words it's fuck you that's my philosophy because no one's gonna tell me what i can and can't do all right and nobody should be able to tell you that either you got something to say say it you think something you feel something feel it no one is going to tell you that that's wrong Okay. Unless it's like, you know, unless you're like, holy shit, I just like, I really feel like killing a lot of people then maybe, you know, take, get some help. But if it's, if it's just like, oh my God, you know, I don't know. I think, I think I, I, you know, I'm like, I'm in love with, with this girl, but then, you know, I don't know. I kind of feel I'm attracted to to these other girls or whatever, or like maybe this Senator, it's like, you're, maybe you're really gay and you, you got married, just be what you are, you know, but, but, but but what happens is these can't, these people can't be what they are you know they can't be what they are because of these these beliefs that have been so hammered into everybody's heads that everybody just accepts as being you know like the way it is you know, that's, it's, it's not, you know, you don't have, to, there is no higher authority that you have to answer to. There is no scary, you know, man in the sky judging you for every little thing saying like, oh, you better be good because if you don't be good, you're not going to get into the the place of uh, eternal bliss and happiness. No, the place of eternal bliss and happiness is right fucking here. And now, you know, that's, that's the, pro- that's the, that's the problem. And that's one of the most frustrating things that that bothers me about a lot of the way that things are going on in the society today. If you just take a breath,
0: and you close your eyes, and you just sit with that, for a moment, and just open your eyes, and just look at your surroundings, and look at the way that everything is, and you start to see beauty in every little thing. But we, we don't do that. We, we are so
2: worried about the past, about the future, about getting that thing, getting, you know, what are, what are people going to think? What are we going to do? Where are we going to live? How are we going to pay our bills? Whatever it is, whatever is going through your mind,
0: it's going through your mind.
2: I think it was Mark Twain who said, "I've had a lot of great problems and misfortunes in my life, much of which have never happened." You know what that means is like he's had all these worries and these fears and phobias and things that are all just in his head. Because we have like it's 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 so insane to me. That we're born into this world with these incredible superpowers that we have in our from our from our minds. Like we are, are I, I'm just so blown away at the fact that I'm able to sit here right now and and I could just move my mouth up and down and I make these sounds that come out that are coming from my head, from my brain. My brain is producing these thoughts and transmitting them to the, the lowest hole in my head to go up and down and flap these skin flaps and these words come out, these, this thing called words. Well, what, the, what are words? It's, it's a transmission of, of my mind to your mind and sometimes we think of objects and then we get the necessary mater- materials together and combine our labor with nature and we bring those things into existence we manifest those things like magicians mediated by time of course right because you can't just snap our fingers and have something appear that would be that would be amazing but that's not the way it happens it's 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 essentially like that except that snap lasts for however long it takes you to construct the wooden uh rocking chair that you're building or whatever you know but you i mean just think about that right so it's like if you just appreciate those things but we can't appreciate them right we can't appreciate them because there's there's too much noise there's too much clutter there's too much stuff going on and we're worrying about you know we're we're living our life our life with like these these walls that are put up in our minds And, you know, I feel so much sadness for people who go about their lives never really truly expressing themselves and saying what they really think. And, you know... The I started off talking about this with the sexual allegations with Louis C.K. and how the women were responding and the the trending thing on Twitter that says things that uh, women should learn how to say. I think and th- and this was tweeted out by women. It was like these are these are things that women should learn how to say. It's like you know, be be brave and be courageous and say these things. It's like, well, yeah, no duh. You know, it's like I I, I feel so much sadness for women who can't muster up the courage to say how they truly feel. You know, I'm, I, I've i probably gotten myself in situations in life where things didn't really go the way that I thought them to go because I forgot that I'm dealing with people that aren't really saying what they truly mean. They're being Machiavellian. They're being duplicitous. They're being, you know, they're playing this this kind of like con game, you know. That's not, that's not, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in 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 these games, you know, the scandalous Machiavellian games that people play. That's we don't we don't have to do that. You know, we do, we that that's that's the predatory uh system of people taking advantage of other people. You know, if you saw yourself in others, you wouldn't do that because you wouldn't treat yourself that way, would you? You know, and if and if and if and if we're not a part of other people, then who are we? You know, if everybody was just vanished on the earth and was just, we were alone by ourselves, what good would that be? We need each other. And that's not to say that we, you know, it's, it's like, sure, of course, like you'll probably wind up like it may be inadvertently taking advantage of someone or doing something that you gain a little bit and someone loses a bit. But you know what? That's life. It's, it's nature. We should be, human beings should be acting in the same way. Nature acts and behaves you know we're because we're no different than nature we are um I think it was tick not Han that I've been listening to recently who says you know every human being is a flower being born, every child is a flower being born in the garden of humanity, you know, and that's that's what it is you know we come we we don't we're not of this planet, we come from this planet, you know. And so, so the point that I'm trying to make is that if you're thinking something and, and, and somebody is in your, you know, and somebody's giving you resistance or somebody's saying something that is not jiving with you or what you want to do, do not conform. Do not concede. Stand your ground. Say what you mean and let the chips fall where they may. It, you know don't worry about being rude don't worry about hurting somebody's feelings just speak your truth and if they can't handle it then that's their problem and and we and you know this is this is something that we need to be as a society like i said our generation it's really our responsibility because we have the numbers we're inheriting this earth and it's really up to us to to step up and be leaders and say no we don't have to engage in this kind of predatory uh indoctrinating system anymore we can start showing every flower that's born in the garden of humanity every bright beautiful being that is a child that's 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 so full of wonder and joy in this world, we can show them how to use their minds appropriately, how they can train themselves to be more in the present moment, use the, harness the power of their minds, speak their truths, be courageous, be brave, and, and teach them how to think,
0: how, and not force them, not f- but
2: guide them, nurture them like a garden. You don't go to the garden and and start you know teaching it how to uh, take in the rays of the sun every day and start you know like make sure that all the flowers are in line and everything is you know so bright fluorescent lights all the time and wake them up early in the morning and I don't know you know keep pouring soil on and soil and more water. No, you just you just have a garden and you tend to it, you nurture it, right? But the way that we treat each other in this system that we've created is we treat each other like cattle for slaughter. We treat each other like we are in a factory farm, like the world's largest human outdoor prison. I mean, cause essentially that's what we're living in, right? I mean, sure you can have, you can, you can think that it's not that way, but it is. And the only way to escape is to see through the illusion. And if you see through the illusion, then you're on the, you're on the, you're on the good side you're one of the good people and it's your job to help other people wake up to the truth to the true nature of reality and 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 again what that means is and why this is so important is because so we can properly handle situations so we can properly live our lives so things like these sexual misconduct allegations and this you know teacher and things like right so so the Louis CK thing, right? So there there's that. And Harvey Weinstein, obviously that that was, you know, something, but if you look at these things, right? It's like these systems are set up in a way that are predatory, like by their very nature, you know? And if people are voluntarily engaging in known predatory systems, it's kind of, you know, the onus is kind of on them to step up, be courageous and be bold and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. You know that may mean that like you don't get a job or you don't get hired or you get blackballed or whatever. But that's what it takes to to break the system, you know, down. And and then the the men who I guess it's mostly men who uh this has been coming out, the men who are acting this way, you know, it's a failure on our part as society that we're not properly educating men to be real men, not to be like some cartoon character of a man that's like, you know, just like some fucking numbskull that has like, that only has like two thoughts, you know, that just like looks at women as objects and like, you know, just wants to drink beer and watch football. You know, that's, that's like an old stereotype, right? Right. I mean, sure. There's some people like that, whatever. And that's fine. But we should really be, I really have great concern about men in our society because, you know, I think it's really men and women both, but, you know, women, I feel like have more, are being taken care of a little bit more in schools. You see a lot more teachers that are women, especially from an early age. And it's really the, the boys who are kind of yelled at, scolded, tell to sit still these sorts of things. And really, I mean, the education around sex, I mean, look, what is, like, why are we so scared of sex? You know, it's like, what is the big fucking deal, right? It's this, it's it's like this shameful thing, this taboo thing. It's just such, it's a such, a it creates such unnecessary stress and tension on our, in our society. And, you know, if we just break things down to the true nature of what, a, of what being a human being looks like, it's like, we shouldn't be fighting against what our true nature is. Plants don't fight against what they truly are. Animals don't fight against what they truly are. Trees don't fight against what they truly are. The the the, the planets and the cosmos and the asteroids and the dark matter and all these things don't fight against what they truly are. But for some reason in our society we latch on to these because we're afraid, because we're fearful, because we're scared, because we don't, you know, because we don't know why we're here or what we're doing or, you know, whatever, some fear of our, of, of death or whatever it is, we, we feel like we need to, uh, instill fear and paranoia and shame and make things taboo. And then when we do that, all these unhealthy projections, the shadow side, if you will, of of all of these kind of like deviant, then it becomes like deviant behavior, what we call deviant behavior. You know, it's like you start to see all these kinds of things manifest, you know, it, it, instead of a, a natural, healthy explanation of like what sex is and why is it and and, you know hey it's like look we're human beings and we're naked and we're here and we have body parts and you know this is what happens and this is what you do and just just educating children in a proper healthy way not to be so scared scared oh my god oh a naked person oh oh And, you know, again, with this, the teacher, right? Like, how many times have we seen this? Female teacher, 22 years old, attractive, of course, right? A teenage boy, 16, 17, who knows how old he is, um, has sex with her. Oh, this is, this is, this is a big crime. This is trash. She's arrested. She's handcuffed. There's a mugshot. She's going to prison. Like, for what? I mean, look, we're, 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 look at what we're doing, Right? We're, we're we're saying that this is bad behavior. We're saying that sex, love, compassion, empathy, pleasure—you know, erotic desire—you know, these sorts of sensual healing things. You know, it always makes me think about Alan Watts, who says, in one of these is great, like YouTube lectures that I've I've watched like probably a hundred times. Any 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 culture that where it's perfectly okay to watch countless hours of violence, right? I mean, think about how much violence is exposed in our culture. You could be sitting around having dinner with your family, watching The Walking Dead... And, you know, there's a bunch of people gnawing each other's faces off and hacking each other apart. But God forbid you see two people having sex, right? God forbid you see a penis entering a vagina. But it's perfectly fine to see somebody's head get decapitated and then five other people rip the flesh apart, eat their head, right? We could see images of war, violence, you know, and and our society acts it out too, right? Aggression, domination, war and violence is the name of the game in America, we have a $900 billion military empire with 150 bases all over the globe. We send flying death robots from from hell to fucking scorn the earth and scorch the earth and kill every man, woman, and child in sight. Even though it's not the intended target, who cares? It's just collateral damage, collateral murder, just innocent people who gives a fuck. They're brown. They don't speak our language. They don't share our cultural values. So let's just go around the world and fucking rape and pillage and kill and murder and destroy Bomb hospitals, bomb weddings. Doesn't matter, right? Endless war, perpetual war, uh, crazy military, death, destruction, Guantanamo Bay, torture. We tortured some folks. All this kinds of stuff, right? Locking people in in, in prison for smoking a plant, right? Okay, so we clearly are living in an insane culture, right? It, I mean, it's clear. It's it's uh, it's uh, the, all the facts point to insanity, and you know so Alan watts says like any any culture that that prioritizes or i don't know if he says prioritize any culture that that says it's okay to watch you know violence and and death and murder uh and and to make sex taboo uh, is clearly insane has lost its way is is a clearly insane culture and i think uh one of my <laughs> i think one of my friends uh has like a joke. Who is this? Oh yeah, Ben Kronberg, a uh, comedian, good, funny, funny comedian. He said like, uh, I forgot what his joke was, but it was something about like, you'd rather, you'd rather walk in on two people having sex, right? Rather than, two, than someone being murdered but like it's perfectly fine if you're watching television and someone's being murdered and you know if someone's having sex then it's like a big taboo it's a big no no right i mean just think about that I mean, just think about what sex really is right i mean but in our society it's become this kind of like predatory power thing and it's just totally wrong i mean we we from the from the beginning of of what it is it's just it's so backwards and wrong it's sex is, it should be a loving you know, mutual, loving, voluntary relationship and expression of love, of passion, of desire, of pleasure, of fun. You know, it could be hedonistic. Sure. Why not give in you know, liberate yourself from the shackles of the slavery of the system in which wants to tell you that you're just like a, a mind walking around in a meat sack that's just supposed to punch a couple of digits and numbers and put some paper in a fucking vault and then, you know, go home and, you know, go to sleep watching Netflix. It's like, no, we could be more than that. And men and women can get along way better if we knew how to gratify each other and pleasure each other from a a younger age, being taught the, the appropriate, proper, healthy, healthy way to go about a sexual life and sexual relationships, caring and giving towards other people. You know, I didn't, I didn't learn that shit, right? Like I grew up on like pornography and like my, and my, and my friends, you know, basically like telling, like telling stories and every guy lies to each other. Right. And I had a lot of friends that the the way they talk about sex, like, in, you know, especially in like college and stuff, it would just be like, oh yeah, like got wasted, smashed. Like, you know, I smashed that chick, like. Is that really like, is that, is that how we're going to like talk? Like, so it's just the whole language and the nature of sexuality in our country is backwards and it's not healthy. And, and it's, and it's in a very, um, it's in a very predatory manner and it should be more, in, you know, in a sharing and a caring and a loving manner. But like I said, right, the, the predation trickles down. It's micro aggression predation, right? From the state, from the, 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 The people at the top that have all the weapons that are threatening violence, threats of violence, right? Pay your taxes or else like, you know, do what we say or else, right? That's, that's the nature of this, of the game, right? And so what do you get when there's a, you know, a 600 pound gorilla in the room with a bazooka that says, do what do what I say, or otherwise I'll blow this whole place up. Well, everyone's going to conform to act in accordance to be rewarded uh you know among the system of of what that gorilla with the bazooka says um anyway so so that i don't i've I've gone on way longer, but this is this is always happens, and I'm just glad you guys stick this out um you know and it's and it's like so then I'll get get to this uh, this congressman, right? So this con- so talked about the the sexual misconduct, Louis C.K. that whole thing, you know, predatory, awful, creepy, weird, not healthy, you know. But then also, you know, women need, needing to take responsibility and kind of you know be courageous, be brave, you know, empower women to speak their mind and, and, and stand up and and say what's right, you know what I mean? Uh, no person should ever b- bite their tongue, hold back, and not say how they truly feel, especially when it comes into situations where it's uncomfortable. And there's something that's going to go on that maybe will violate your rights. You need to speak up and you need to, you need to, um, communicate how you truly feel. Otherwise, when the hell are you going to, you know, it's, we only live once we're here. We're here now, right now. Uh, so do what needs to be done. Otherwise, you know, you're just going to create a mess. All right. So, so the other thing is, uh, yeah, like I said, familiar story with the, with the, the congressman who's, uh, LGBT. He's anti LGBT, railing against it, right? Like, we see this story played out all the time, so many times, right? It's like this, cause this, this repressed puritanical culture where everybody's trying to make you something that you're not, where you're trying to conform to something that, that fights against what you truly are. And then it's, and then it create, you create a whole, whirlwind of shit, right? Because this guy's probably going around bashing LGBT people, creating laws against them and stuff. And then what's he doing? He's going having sex with dudes, you know, go fake. So, you know, it's like, well, well, what are you doing? You know, you're, you're lying to yourself and you're lying to everybody else and you're causing all sorts of trouble and problems, right? Instead of being truly who you are and owning that and accepting that and communicating what's truly in your heart and what you truly believe and what's truly right instead of living in shame and guilt and worry and anxiety and you know all this stuff, right so you know because at the end of the day it's like, what the hell are you doing you know what, what why why go through all the this 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 stuff you know and I think you know again it's because we, we're not really we're not in touch with who we really are. We don't really know who we are. We don't know what we're supposed to think because we were never told. We were just told, get on the treadmill, go with the program. Here's the box of of information that you are to receive. Stick to that and don't worry about anything else. Anything else that comes in there is just, you know, it's the devil, it's Satan, it's whatever, you know what I mean? But that's that's the devil, Satan, all that stuff is whatever you want to call it is when you are lying when you are not being true to your nature when you're go- when you're making other people's lives miserable because of something that you are repressing or that you feel guilty for or whatever it is so you know and, and in this guy's case he's trying to make laws right and he's and he's going he's doing the thing that he's railing against you know and, and, uh, so it's, it's just, it's, it's hilarious to me. It's funny to me, but it's also tragic and sad. And I guess that's why it's funny because tragedy and comedy go together, but it it's just, it's so sad that we have to live in, we have to live in this life where we're not truthful. We're not honest. We don't know who we are. We don't know how to use our minds. We don't know how to live in the moment. We don't know. We, we, we give ourselves away to higher things that we deem to be higher than ourselves. And in reality, nothing is higher than you. You are the show. You are everything. You're the star. It's your movie. It's your script. You're the director. You're the writer. You're the producer. And your experience is the only thing that matters. And you know, it, it, I, I can't go on about that enough. I mean, I, I can actually, I will go on about that enough because it is, it is really the, the thing that creates the most problems in this world is when, when, when people are going against that, when people are buying into some other thing to save them or whatever, you know, believing in some, some thing that's out there. There's nothing out there. It's in here.
0: And, you know, so,
2: so with, with, with this, this whole, with all this sex stuff that's, that's circulating and going around, you know, it's just more, it's more evidence of how truly insane and paranoid and fearful and scared and anxious and depressed and worried we are as a country or as a people, as a species. Um, And, you know, it's like, If, if, if I could have one wish, it would just be for everyone to just get their heads out of their asses and just wake up and learn to laugh at a a lot of these things that are so silly and just behave in a way that makes you feel in tune to your true self and say what you mean and mean what you say. And, um own up to mistakes and stuff right and own up to faults like and another thing is with public apologies right i mean look i i hope that you guys tune into this show to try and like you know to get to listen to somebody who's not like a bought and paid for programmed robotic puppet you know because that's all you see in the media in the mainstream media. Oh uh, yes, uh, you know, this guy offered like an apology, right? So I'm just using him him as an example because it it recently just happened. But um he like he offers an apology and his apology is like something like uh uh this it's it's I sincerely regret my actions, my choices, um uh, for those i who I've let down with my inappropriate behavior I move on to the next chapter of my life, and I sincerely ask for my privacy and for god 's will or or whatever you know it's like how many times do we see this right like how many times do we see this bullshit kind of like polished public like a puppet apology you know that's all you get from the mainstream all you get from these hacks on the news all these people are they're just a bunch of delusional puppet assholes they're like talking like they're like i don't know where they they think they're it's like some weird fucking (laughs) they live kind of uh thing going on right i would i would once for for once just like someone to come out and just be like yeah i fucked up i don't know yeah, I had sex with a lot of women. I was married. You know what? I fucked up Um, or something like that. Instead of like, uh, I am shameful for the things that I have done. I respect. I I hope God is with us in this time. You know, you know, this guy is offering this, um, this apology. I mean, it's like, why couldn't he come out and just say like, hey, look, uh, you know, Turns out I'm gay or I'm bi and, you know, uh, give a sincere apology. Give us a real look into your mind. Oh, no, because that'll be a PR nightmare. We can't have public relations, right? Like that's the, everybody's got to watch what they say and watch what they do. So we just get, everybody's watching what they say, watching what they do, carefully crafting and editing every little thing. And then, and then as soon as somebody steps out of line, we go, oh, they stepped out of line. Let's smash them. Let's smash them, and and we got we have dirt on them. Like we'll smash them, instead of just being open and honest with everything up front, and accepting the the situations, and they're just going from that point. You know, we're so worried about what what how others will judge us or whatever or our jobs or, or or anything, and and it can be tough. I know, you know, it can be tough because when you're in school, you're not supposed to say th- certain things. You're not supposed to, you know do certain things when you're when you go to a workplace you're not supposed to say certain things and you know it's 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 a prison you know you're living in a prison and that prison makes you suffer because you have all these repressed feelings and thoughts and and whatever whatever's going on or on the on the flip side of that Like Lee Camp tweeted out this thing the other day about like how we're spending all this money bombing people and the wars and all this stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, dude, look, the reason why the reason why our society is running the way it is and the government is doing the things they do is because they can get away with it because people aren't paying attention. People aren't paying attention because they don't even know that they should be paying attention. They just think, well, somebody's handling that somewhere. It doesn't even cross their mind. The average person doesn't care or care to care. And they, they, don't even, they don't even know what's going on. You know, there's some people that they're like, oh, we're at peacetime, you know, like, no, we're not. <laughs> you know, the fuck, the world is fucked. It's a toxic hellhole. But we could make it better by improving ourselves, being more mindful, you know, coming into the present, living in truth, speaking our truth, speaking our minds, expressing how we feel, d- demanding other people to give us the respect to speak those things, have empowering women to be courageous and brave and speak their minds. And you know what? If there's going to be people that are out there that are going to shame and talk shit, well, stand up to them. you know, stand up to them. I got your back. And um, anyway, look, I just wanted to say those things. And now you're going to go into the part of the podcast that I recorded already a few days ago and um i'm going to be talking about some more stuff over there so thank you for listening and uh i guess you know this maybe this should be like a two part thing but i'm just going to release it as one whole thing um so thanks for listening these these are my thoughts this is me thinking out loud these are the moments of inspiration that i try and capture and put onto the podcast and um you know who knows maybe it's just uh you know some fucking idiot who's just rambling about some stuff that he, uh, thinks is, uh, going to be helpful or useful and, uh, or whatever, or maybe this is just like a therapy for me. I don't know. But if you get value out of it, if you like it, if you enjoy it, let me know. And if you have any feedback, let me know, you know, um, just message me. I'm very responsive. I answer, uh, as, as much as, um, you know, as quick as I can. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically it. I think I've said. All I have to say, uh, and if I continue to go on, I'll probably just repeat myself. But as you'll see in this episode um, coming up, I'll I'll be talking about some of these things and that I don't go, I don't really go in depth. And that's why I decided to record this intro piece to connect with that because I didn't really hit all the areas that I wanted to hit and say all the things that I wanted to say. Um, and I guess in closing, I'll say before I transition you guys off to the, to the next part. Um, you know everything everything i try and do i try and do out of um a healing a healing for myself um and by healing by working and trying to figure things out for myself i feel that i could then share that with you guys and and then if that helps you and I feel like I'm doing my part in trying to improve the conditions in, in, w- in which I speak about, you know, sometimes I think, you know, fuck, like I should be like making things like there's some 19 year old kid who's like made like a device that's going to clean up all the pollution in the ocean. It's like, fuck, I should be like doing something like that. But I don't know. Um, I guess I don't really have like the talents or skills to really like do anything like that or it's not it hasn't really called to me so i uh I do this, and um you know uh
0: like i said i just i feel very
2: um connected in, and i to the to the plights of humanity and and the earth and whatnot and uh maybe it's my own thing, you know, but and maybe i'm like proje- i don't know but i just f- i have to believe that by doing what i'm doing that i'm doing something good um i i guess like you know from your feedback and stuff uh it it seems to be that way and to me that's just like that's 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 kind of what it's all about you know if if we can just we can all just kind of see through the illusion and cut through the bullshit and you know Unplug from the matrix and come out and just fucking play and own ourselves and own our identities and own our thoughts and 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 stand firmly in what we believe in and speak our minds and be truthful and have compassion and care and 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 decrease the fear and the suffering and the paranoia and engage in natural holistic healthy things that um you know this ride can be
0: more fun funner.
2: <laughs> Woo! All right. Part two coming up. Thanks. Thanks for listening.
3: At six. For some reason, when I go to, Yeah. The comedy of man starts like this. Our brains are way too big for our mother's hips, And so nature, she devised this alternative We emerge, have formed, and hope whoever greets us on The other end is kind enough fill us in and babies that's pretty much how it's been ever since now the miracle of birth leaves a few issues to address like say that half of us are periodically iron deficient So somebody's gotta go kill something while I look after the kids. I do it myself, but what are you gonna get this thing? It's milk. He says as soon as he gets back from the hunt, we can swear. It's hard not to fall in love with something, so Ladies, I hope we don't end up regretting this Comedy Now that's what I call pure comedy Just wait until the part where they start to Believe they're at the center of everything, and some all-powerful being doubt this horror show with meaning. Oh, their religions are the best. They worship themselves, yet they're totally obsessed in zombies, celestial virgins, magic tricks, these unbelievable outfits, and they get terribly upset when you question their sacred texts, written by a woman hating epileptics. Their languages just serve to confuse them Their hair confusion somehow makes them more sure They build fortunes, poisoning their offspring And hand out prizes when someone packed secure. Where did they find these goons they elected to rule them? What makes these clowns they idolize so remarkable? These mammals are hell-bent on fashioning new gods so they can go on being godless animals. For irony, their idea of being free Is a prison of beliefs That they never ever have to struggle to survive, but the only thing that they request is something to numb the pain with until there's nothing human left, just random matter suspended in the dark. Hate to say it, but each other's all we've got.
2: Hey, welcome back to a new episode of Mike Delic. I am Mike Brancatelli. I'm your host. Welcome, welcome to the show. This is gonna be a solo podcast. It's just gonna be me. Um, but uh, thank you for listening. I think this is going to be one of those episodes. At least I hope it's going to be because I feel like, um, you know, I was I was chilling. I was in a good place, and I had a creative flow, juice, spark. Um, not like an epiphany, but like that kind of uh, feeling you can get sometimes when you're you're captured by an idea or something is really kind of grabbing at you, and it's exciting. So, sometimes I get in those moments, and i'm like all right this would, this would be a good time to record. this would be a good time to talk you know, and that's really what it is i mean it's you know i'm I'm basically just trying to communicate something that I'm figuring out. so I appreciate you guys all tuning in and and listening to this. just kind of dude figure things out <laughs> uh, it's, uh it uh means a lot to me because uh it, you know i don 't look at myself as being somebody who's above you in any way or, or anything like that. I just kind of look at myself as somebody who's out there experiencing life and talking about things and um you know sharing that from a perspective that hopefully maybe somebody else can relate to and someone else is going through and i think i'm just a i'm a big believer in that and i'm I'm a big believer in that because it makes it's it's connection to community is, is so important. And, you know, I've been reading a lot about this lately. I finished a, a book recently called The Quest for Community. Um, and it's, you know, by a conservative author written in the 1950s, but it's, you know, it rings true today. It's, it's uh, the, the messages are very powerful because they're true because sometimes, you know, and especially in this world that we live in right now, where it's a a global world, and we see everybody. It's just, we see everything that's happening all the time, everywhere. And, you know, the anonymity of the internet can make people do, you know, just say things they normally wouldn't say, and act in certain ways they wouldn't normally act, and then it's like, who knows what's real and what's fake, and it's just, it's such a chaotic mess. And. You know, it could be kind of confusing to navigate those waters, and it can be confusing to, to try and find some kind of connection with a community that wants to hear maybe what you're saying or what you're thinking, you know? Because, you know, this life is all about us, right? I mean, we're the ones that are living it. It's our experience. I don't know what your experience is like. Only you know what your experience is like, and, you know, it's, you're in this kind of pleasure sack and it's like (laughs) you know this this gob of skin and bone and dust and hair and you're just kind of operating this vehicle so from your point of view you're the only one that can like see out you know into the world you know that's what's going on so it's um It can be difficult sometimes looking for people who kind of see things from where you're coming from, you know, who think along the same lines that that you think. And I think that's why, uh, you know, that's why podcasts, I think, are so great is because it really allows us to connect with people that are thinking in different ways that we maybe didn't really even consider or know about. Um, I know that's what it was like for me when I start, when I first started listening to podcasts, I think around like 2012 or 13, um, you know, I, I thought maybe like I was going crazy or something. And then I started listening to podcasts and I started finding people out there that were thinking the same kinds of things that I was thinking, but I couldn't necessarily articulate or I didn't really know there was a whole field behind them. Um, you know, for example, like, you know, I always ha- I always had this kind of view of authority and I didn't really like it. I didn't really understand really how government worked. I just it I I guess I, you know, I could say I was like most people, you know, because it's kind of like, you know, if if you go to public school and you know, you grow up and you do all the things that everyone tells you to do, you check all the boxes, you're going to get a pretty narrow-minded view of what, you know, is going on. And I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a narrow minded view with like the best interests of like the company, right? It's like, if this was a company, you know, the company's best interest would be like, okay, make sure these new, new people get properly trained. So they're able to enter the the workforce in in our company properly, right? It's like, you just think of the whole massive human existence as you're a new hire at a company, you're born, you're a new hire, you got to go through training for like 22 years or whatever. And then you're ready to work for the company. Because essentially, I mean, that is pretty much what happens uh, if you live in this time period that we're living in now, especially in North America. That's pretty much the plan. That's pretty much the show. That's the game. That's, that's the role that you've taken on. Um,
0: so, so, like
2: you know there's a lot of people i guess who share space in that common way of thinking and and so forth and so on so but if you feel like i guess if you you know how i felt like i felt a little bit like well i don't necessarily agree with all this stuff but you know it's a little bit hard to figure out what what's beyond it i know something is beyond it and then, you know, you find out that there are things beyond it, and then you find out, holy shit, it's not just things beyond it, but it's like actually planes of consciousness and realities that are beyond it. You know, that's, that's, um, that's just really seeing things from a, 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 a lot of different perspectives. And by seeing things through a lot of different perspectives, you're not just, it's not just seeing them, but it's experiencing them, feeling them, going there, being there, like, you know, living that experience. So then you just have more knowledge of, of I think, what this human experience is about, you know, what it all means. And that's what interests me the most. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I experiment with psychedelics. That's why I try and read pretty much almost anything I can. That You know, that's why I always try and, you know, I try and apologize when I'm wrong or I try and just keep my mind open. It's just because I just think that that's the most interesting thing to do. You know, it's no more than that. It's just, I think that those these are the most important questions or the most interesting questions to me right it's like who are we what are we doing here why are we here what does this all mean it's just i'm excited by the mystery you know what i mean it's just it's wonder it's awe it's excitement it's it's stimulating and and not not only that but the fact that you can tap into like superpowers essentially by 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 having profound you know direct experiences with purposeful intention behind them, whether it's you know breathing or yoga or meditation or psychedelics or float tanks or whatever it may be, no no fapping, which is not jerking off, which is like kind of a a popular thing that I've recently uh, read a lot about online and and, and found out about it and. There might be something to it. It's it's, you know, it's it's definitely I definitely think that not only our mass media culture and our clickbait culture and our kind of um, you know, corporate show that we've created here, it's uh it's not it's not just what we see in the mainstream every day. You know, there's the most trafficked sites online are porn sites. I think it's like Pornhub is maybe like the number 2 after Google or something like that um but it's interesting you know sex is so you talk to some people and some people say like we live in a sexualized culture it's a rape culture it's crazy and then you talk to some people who are you know saying like look we live in a repressed culture that's you know we sexuality is not really talked about it's taboo you know monogamy the institution of marriage and that whole thing the fact that the government is involved and there's kind of incentives for marrying so there's there's a lot of like questioning about you know I guess which side has has the better argument, but I would argue that they're both right. You know, it's it's strange. It's like we live in this culture that uh, can seem like it's hypersexualized, but at the same time, it's very puritanical about it. It's almost like, oh, look at this. You're not supposed to. No, no, no. You know, it's it's very kind of like schizophrenic or bipolar or whatever about it. You know. I, it's it's super weird. You know, it really is doing the, the our culture really is doing that at the same time because there there definitely there definitely is like a hyper sexualization uh, uh you know of of women and men and it's you know that's all you see on the magazine covers and in the media it's like the perfect body and all, all this kind of stuff. So there is that kind of element of it and you see it, you know, in pop stars, there's there's definitely that element of like the selling of the sex and, and that sort of thing. And then it's like okay, and then there's porn, and it's like we don't really talk about it, you know, we're not really open about it. It's like it's like taking a shit, you know. It's like nobody really, you know, that's not really up for like public discourse. Although I'd ar- I'd argue maybe that like taking a shit is probably something that you could get away with talking about more than like talking about porn or something. I don't know. I don't know. I just I I, I do feel like we have this kind of sexually repressed culture that. Hypersexualizes things, um, you know, in in a way where it's not really healthy. It's like we're 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 making sexuality something that's not healthy, you know. And I think that you can that's pretty evident in the usage of porn being watched. And I I think that's it's not really such a good thing, you know, because just like people getting addicted to playing video games or watching television all day, you can get addicted to just going to porn for pleasure more, more often than it is healthy. I think that's something that's, it's just easy. It's available. And, um, yeah, so I think there's something to this movement that I've been reading about called the, the no fap movement, uh, online. I think it's like, I think there's really, it really has some legs. Um, I don't know if I really buy into everything because I think there's a lot of kind of, there's a lot of stuff out there that, you know, I don't know, like, I'm I'm not very knowledgeable about kind of chakras and aligning and this sort of stuff. I think there's definitely some merit to it. I just, I'm not, I don't know anything. Um, I haven't really investigated it too deeply. And I think it's just because I feel like I'm not really ready yet. Like, I'm still kind of figuring out this whole meditation thing and the breathing thing. Like, this is still a working practice for me. And I'm not consistent at it. So it's like, I'm still trying to get that stuff down before I go and learn like, you know, what kind of crystals will make me, you know, have invisibility powers or something, you know, like, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I'm just not, not there yet, but, um, but there's, but the reason why I think these things are so important, so valuable, you know, is, is that it allows us to, Connect with ourselves. And I think if we're able to connect with ourselves more and we're able to have some inner peace with ourselves and some separation between our thoughts and our feelings and really create some space in our own lives, like within ourselves, I think that that's a really good thing for everybody else. You know, and I think that just kind of creates a little bit of a better environment for everybody. And I think we can learn a little bit more and we could be a little bit more open. And, um,
0: yeah, and I think that's 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 very very valuable. Um
2: but this is not really something that we're taught, you know. This is like this is again this is like discovering a different level of the game, right? You're it, later in life. I mean, some people you know they they kind of play the game they don't really they don't really push on they don't continue learning they they don't continue staying open to things but there's so there's so much out there that can benefit you directly and i think by you know the availability that we have of of the internet right now you know it it, it is representing that kind of you know the duality of that chaos and, and order that can come out of it or the the really like um how do i want to phrase it it's more of like I guess double edged sword, you know, that might be a good way of saying, you know, it can be used to just be kind of an internet zombie and just focused on this kind of look at it in like a materialist way, you know, and not necessarily look at it to be a tool that can be used. And it can be used to find people and places and things that you're interested in, that you're excited about, that you're thinking about your your thoughts, your fears, your your hopes, your dreams, like your entertainment, you know, your comedy, your everything, whatever whatever really gets you, that can be found here and there's a community out there for you and I think that's really something that is that's something that's happening and I think that's that happening at the same time that a lot of this crazy chaos is happening is just the way of it's just the way that, that that kind of goes down, I think. And it's just uh, you know, there's got to be a balancing out, right? Like in the in the force, there needs to be a balance of the force. And that's because the force is real. It's a real force. Tremendously real, incredible force. Tremendous force. Obi-Wan Kenobi, great guy. Fantastic guy. Uh, lived on a desert. Tremendous guy. <laughs> Use the force, Luke. It's a great force. Use it. I could do, what if Trump was in Star Wars? Tremendous Death Star. Nobody has built a Death Star quite like this Death Star, okay? I wanted to name it after my daughter Ivanka, but really, Death Star was such a tremendous name. It's an incredible name. Incredible. Death Star. (laughs) But I—I I mean, look, th- this—you know—there's a lot of people that are like furious with Trump, right? Like, oh, he's the devil, he's evil, he's—you uh, know—we're all gonna die, everyone's going to hell. Can you believe what these people say? You know, I look at st- uh, stuff, people getting outraged online about—I um, don't know, like what Larry David's monologue on Saturday Night Live. Like, oh, he made jokes about the Holocaust. How dare he? You know, it's—it's uh, it, it's just. It's It shows, like, when I see that, it, it just shows me the sign of, like, a very uptight culture, uh, a very, like, really stressed out, uptight people, humorless people that take everything so seriously, you know, like, this is my life, these are the things I believe in, it's real, this is all real, <laughs> you know, it, it's... It's just too fucking rigid, man. You gotta like, you gotta open up. You gotta live. You gotta just let things you know, yeah, there's there's gonna be things that bother us and that, that get us but you know, um you gotta you gotta really put things into perspective about what we're getting worked up about, what thi- why we attach ourselves to to these identities and cling on to these things so much, you know? And um and, and, you know, this sounds a little like hippie talk, man. Like, we don't need things, man. Like, they don't even thing. This thing doesn't even thing. <laughs> kind of a riff on The Simpsons. If you ever saw The Simpsons, when Otto, the bus driver, is like, they call him fingers, man, but I never seen him thing. Big Simpsons fan. Go watch The Simpsons. If you have not, if you've never seen The Simpsons and you're listening to this podcast, Shut it off right now. Started season three or four. Watch till like season seven, and then come back. Um, One of the greatest shows of all time. One of the greatest shows of all time that that poked the culture, that made fun of the culture. I mean that that's seriously why I appreciate that show so much. That's what that's what good comedy does, you know. And and I've I've seen. So much, like I, I used to do stand-up comedy, and one of the reasons why I stopped doing stand-up comedy, it wasn't because I wasn't good. I was, I was very good for where I, where I was. I started. I was like six months in. I started doing check spots at, at a club. I mean, you know, not to say that it was the greatest club or whatever, but I'm just, it's pretty good when you when you start off and you get some recognition for that. Um, and I made friends with comedians who were getting on TV and they were like, do you know, they were doing stuff just for last festival. So it was cool. It was, it was cool. It was very exciting. And and I enjoyed like hopping around the city and doing spots. And I, you know, I did well, like 85% of the time, probably I I did well. And um, I had fun doing it until I just kind of didn't anymore. And it was a combination of different things, but one of them was definitely like, you know when you're young and up and coming comic you have to do a lot of open mics and in New York City the way the open mics work is it's basically just all comics that attend you know and I can I never really kind of like found like a crew of people that I that I felt like cool hanging out with and made the open mics fun it wasn't you know cuz if you're a new comic coming up, like you're going to bomb jokes a lot because you're performing in front of comedians. And these people have been here for like four or five years and it's just the way it goes. It's just how it is. You know, it's just like, there's a thing going on. You're the new, you know? So it takes some time to kind of like, you know, break in and stuff into that, into that scene. But I was still doing well, you know, performing at shows and, and clubs and stuff like that in the city. So it was like, I had that, that was pretty good. But everything else kind of sucked. I remember sitting around talking to this comic and he's like, well, yeah, man, like the only time we're happy is like when we're on stage, you know, that's why we do this. And I'm like, no, that can't be true. Like, I don't want to live my life being like, and it was getting like that, right? Because it was like, I was doing spots every night. Like I did probably four or five, uh, four or five spots, maybe like four times a week or three. Yeah. Four times a week, probably. Uh, and, and most of them are open mics, but, or, or like bar shows, you know? And then there was like one or two club spots. Like I would be at this one club pretty much, uh, like twice a week, but it was cool. I mean, when the first time I did, I did stand up, actually like, um, I had to follow Ari Shafir. He like just moved to New York and I was at some show and he was on stage. I'm like, ah, shit, I have to go up on after him. And, uh, I did well and it was cool. Um, and then I would see him a lot like out performing and stuff when he, when he moved to New York and he was doing, doing spots. And so, you know, it was cool, but I just like, I I don't know, you know, it was like, I had, I kind of had my friends who I was doing comedy with at the clubs like twice a week and they were kind of established already. They kind of had their crew and like they were doing their thing. And then I would go back to. It's, I don't know. It's like it's like being in high school and like you're a freshman and you have a bunch of like freshman friends and then like, I don't know, the seniors like ask you to hang out and you kind of, you know, your friends are kind of like, you know, you belong in that crowd kind of. But the, the older guys have kind of taken you under their wing. And so I didn't really but I didn't have like really a crowd really to go back to. And it was a lot of, like, really, I think, you know, with the comedy stuff, like, I'm trying to figure my, my stuff out, and, you know, maybe I'm saying some offensive stuff or whatever, but that's what drew me to comedy. That's why I love comedy so much, is because you, that's where you're supposed to say the things that you're not supposed to say. You know, that's where you're supposed to go up there and say, like, oh, yeah, like, uh, my da- I just found out my daughter has AIDS. Yeah, so... Yeah, I threw it down the stairs. You know, it's just I don't know. That's stupid, but like you know, that that's what I'm, I mean. I bring up a better bit than that. That was horrible, but like you know, my the comedians that I loved, like Patrice O'Neill and Greg Giraldo, who died, and he was like one of my favorite comedians. If you don't know Greg Giraldo, go look him up. He was just a guy that like was like frustrated with like his life and the world and everything. and you you felt it when he was when he was saying it. You know, is. And he would, you know he said th- you know, make fun of fat American kids and just all this kind of stuff. And it was like saying the things that you're not really supposed to say, you're stepping over the, but that's what makes it funny. It's like, shit, like someone's saying this stuff that we're all kind of thinking, and we're you know we're thinking it, and we're not saying it because we're too afraid to say it because we're we live in this kind of fearful, paranoid culture, so it's like. Everything is super serious. It's like, we have to be serious about everything and take everything. We got to be scared and we got to be paranoid and fearful and full of anxiety. You know, take your pills, you know, keep paying your taxes for the wars, like that sort of stuff. And that's fucking terrible. Like, that's just, it sucks. What, like, why can't existence priority number one be fun? For everyone, you know, I mean, that's because there's a lot of paranoid, fearful, scared, afraid, clinging to their temporary position in this mortal life with fear and ruining it for everybody else because they're afraid they have to, you know, we hit the ball on their lawn and they're like, well, you kids ain't getting that ball back. Like, you know, that's I'm told you I'm keeping it this time. It's like why we're we're trying to play a game here, you know? Don't you want to play, or you want to be the one that ruins or You want to be the ru- one that ruins all the fun, you know? Like I don't know. One of my friends in college used to be like, "Oh, someone called the fun police." I'm like, "The fun police are the police." <laughs> there is no there, the fun police. That's redundant. It's like the police. It's the police. Like, when have you ever, who thinks of the police and thinks, oh, fun. Oh, yeah, those are probably like a bunch of awesome, cool, fun. You know, it's like, well, yeah, obviously we need people to protect us. But it's just we we go about things in such a serious, authoritarian, tyrannical way, like a, a paranoid way, a fearful way. And, you know, it. it not only does it make just like life more stressful than it needs to be but you know when it comes time to 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 really you know I know we got to get things done and we all can't be just like tripping on mushrooms and and eating jolly ranchers all the time in a meadow but we could you know we could have life be a little bit better for for everybody you know a little bit better for for you know what what fits to be more natural to our to our uh, you know that really connects with us and, and and that's why i think there's such a problem as well is is because people aren't finding that true meaningful connection that nourishes a human soul that gives a person's mind the 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 ability to calm down and relax because they know that they've they might not have like figured it all out whatever that means you know in the grand sense of things but that they've they've had some kind of uh, meaningful purpose and connection with this living waking experience that they're they're having right now and i think that's such an important thing you know it's like it's like we're all glasses that are wa- waiting to be filled with water but you know sometimes we don't even get a chance to get under the faucet it's like they're, they're, we're dried up you know the connection has been severed with with the non-material, with the mystical, with with the transcendental, you know, it's it's that that thing that we can't describe, that we can't talk about, we can't measure. It's just a kind of thing. It's, you know, like I said, the force. It's just that's that's what it is. Um And so, you know, if we get if we live in this in this society where we're not really feeling that connection, we're not getting those things, then we have a lot of problems, a lot of symptoms pop up. A lot of people have stress and depression and anxiety and being diagnosed with you know bipolar and and border borderline personality disorder, and all of these different things you know migraine headaches, cluster headaches, you know tense all the time, injuries, whatever what have you, people getting ill the just stuff that that's going on. That is, you know, I mean, our food system. I can go on, but it's just these. These are um, these are these are kind of manifestations of of being suppressed, and in, 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 in a way where it's like, look, we're not we're not designing. We're not designing this game to bring out the, the fullest potential of every human being at birth. And it's like, we really could do that right now because we have, we have essentially, you know, if you look at history as, as kind of like a baton race, you know, it's like we from every generation, we're supposed to be learning and implementing what we've learned. And it seems like you know, we're not really taking that advice. We're not really following that playbook. But we can. I mean, we can make that choice in order to design a better, better world that would really actually be able to um, be able to really give you what you need without having to like be lied to, deceived, you know, manipulated and tricked and taken advantage of, and then having it to be like deconditioned and 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 all that kind of stuff.
0: So that,
2: I mean, that to me, like I, like I said earlier, these are the most interesting things to me to think about, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't have like a, an organization that will go around the world and lobby to change laws or rules, or I I don't have any of that stuff. I just like thinking about these ideas and i like the fact like if i wasn't if i didn't have this podcast i don't know you know maybe i'd be like if if i wasn't living in this time maybe i'd just be a guy sitting around a fire you know in like some village and like talking and like people just keep coming up and leaving and sitting down and leaving and coming and going and i'm just rambling on and on it's like oh cool like i just you know or a guy just sitting at a bar and 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 just going on to talk about these kinds of things. Unfortunately, this isn't really the kind of conversation that you can have in a bar. Uh, not, not many bars are geared towards this kinds of conversation, uh, these kinds of conversations. And not many people get an opportunity to th- think this way, I think. you know. I, I know that for when, when I was working, when I was a sales manager in charge of a team of like 20 people at this tech startup that I was working at in New York, it was like, You know, I think I was, I was working like 80 hours a week or something like that, like 80, 90 hours a week. I was there like first thing in the morning, as soon as I woke up, like from like 6am to like 9pm at night, it was like insane. And yeah, like I, I got, I, I just like, it like fried my system. Like I was like, I can't do this. This isn't like, my like soul is dying. (laughs) <laughs> like literally my soul is like being crushed because it's like I serve no purpose, you know, <laughs> like it's just like uh Rick and Morty with the little butter, what is my purpose? Your purpose is you get butter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know, it's like that that realization that uh well, you know, damn damn you creator. Why create me, you bastard? For for what? You know, just to move numbers or papers or something you know no it's it, we're all looking for that human connecting bonding experience you know and it's like some people only get to experience that kind of level of bonding and communication with others in the workplace setting it's just you know that's their life they their life is is a mainstream kind of go to work um you know come home maybe have dinner watch a little bit of tv go to sleep, get up, go to the gym, go to work, you know that kind of thing. And there's they're they're doing that so intensely and so and they're taking that so seriously. That they don't have any time and maybe they're stressed out and they're taking Xanax. You know, uh, I know Joe Rogan was talking about this on his podcast recently. I was listening to an episode where he was talking about like these parents that he hangs out with and he's like, yeah, I hang out with these parents and they're all like taking out, he was talking about Adderall. He's like, they're all taking Adderall because that's how they get through their jobs and it gives them the energy and, you know, then they get stressed out and they're, they're, they're taking Xanax to calm down and they're just like they're they're at these parties and they're zoned out and you know joe rogan goes on to continue to say like all they talk about is things and stuff and i think that's that's what i was talking about before with you know these things you know it's like yeah we're we're so out there you know and there's nothing going on in here and it's and it's not even that it's like a it's not even that most people think they have a choice. it's like they the choice hasn't even really been presented to them, and I think that that's the failure of previous generations before us, people that are kind of considered to be leaders and elders and wise uh passer downers of uh <laughs> of the of the traditions and the culture you know it's it's like you failed, you dropped the ball, you kind of lost what was really important and what was really fulfilling and satisfying and they can give a human life a meaningful uh connected experience an experience that is is filled with with joy and with freedom and wonder and and the kind of thing that a real like a human soul really craves for and when it doesn't get those things you know all these kinds of symptoms and diseases and problems and and stress manifest and i think so many people just experience that kind of plane of existence as what we would consider to be normal living you know but i but everything in my heart tells me that that's not normal um you know it's just not and and you know it, it all goes back to this kind of like being born into a company and then getting you know you go to school and you go to school for you know go to high school and then you go to college and you know elementary school and um you know you're kind of just that's your training program and it's like then you're you know foisted out into the world um, but that that's just that's that's one way of doing it, you know. And I think that that is really the, the disservice that we're doing is that we're limiting imagination. We're limiting. We're we're preventing innovation, and we're preventing the invention of the future uh, to be to be invented in radically new ways. Now. I know that we're not actually, I mean, people are still taking psychedelics and people are still doing inner work and people are still finding ways to try and make a difference and have an impact and be creative and push the culture and push the society by, by, by doing things like that. So that is happening. But as a, as a mainstream kind of way of leading a culture and leading a society, that's not something that's implemented into our main structure. That's something that you have to find out on an alternative path by taking a risk and saying, "Oh, let me walk this way and see what's out there," or maybe you happen to have parents who did that and then they passed that down to you. But I think that if we're going to look at ourselves as like a human race, uh, a people who are you know in charge of kind of making sure that the world we leave a better world for the people that are coming. after us you know it's it's like to to kind of use jordan peterson's uh sort of vernacular it's like it would be like cleaning up a messy party you know so for for the people that are moving in tomorrow you know it's like you know or something like you're at an airbnb and you have a party and you have to check out the next day and the you know the person doesn't have housekeeping or something and so you i don't know you just you take care you take care of what you used before you it was you 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 guys came you used it and then there's other people coming and they want to use it too and they want to have a good time too so you know in the simplest of terms that's the that's the best way that i could think of and i know it wasn't the greatest thing but the best way that i could think of and you know just saying it outright is like you know, take care of what we have so then the people coming up after us can enjoy it as well because it's kind of a dick move to screw them over because they're just getting here and they don't really know the deal. So, since we know the deal, it's kind of our job to make sure that they know the deal right from the get go so they have a better run at this thing and then they can pass along, pass along an even better version. You know, it's constantly updating the, the software and the hardware. I mean, we do it in every area of our lives, you know, new iPhones, new laptops, new cars, constant upgrades, constant upgrades. So, but that's in the material realm, right? That those are where all those upgrades are. You know, we really need upgrades in the non-material realm. We need upgrades in the, in the world of the mind, in the, world of, in the world of the unmeasurable and the unknown. You know, and I think there's, there's, there's great value in that. There's great value in something that can never be known, something that doesn't make sense, something that you can't measure. It's it's there's an immense value in that. There's immense value in being totally silly and absurd and and funny and just like you know breaking conventions and 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 acting inappropriately. I mean, it's just that's you know at the end of the day, we're kind of you know we're these wild creatures and we happen to also have the ability to really create and do amazing things with the, the minds that we've been given you know but like ernest becker says in his great book uh, the denial of death he's like you know we are afraid of our creatureliness it's like we we were shameful about like our having uh, these breath gasping oozing decaying decrepit wrinkly hairy gooey you know gelatiny blobs of bodies and bone, and, you know, that will ultimately just decompose and be food for worms, and we'll just be digested into the earth, and to, worms will eat us, and rats, and it's like strange that we're these decaying meat sacks, you know, it's a, it's, it's very odd. Um, Yeah, so he, he goes into talking about shame and and how we have kind of shame for the body. And this goes back to what I was talking about, about sex as well. It's like we have this kind of shameful look, this kind of, uh, you know, it will be called a puritanical way of looking at things, very repressed, kind of buttoned up, um, I guess maybe like Victorian era sort of view. Uh, of sex and sexuality and it it really should not be that way i mean i i do i have this kind of just simple simple thought in my head (laughs) i mean i have a lot of simple thoughts in my head and thank you for listening to them please go to mike brank at uh, go to patreon.com slash mike brank but yeah i have a simple thought in my head that is just like if we all like doing certain things if I like doing certain stuff, like if we're interested, if we have these natural human impulses, it's not necessarily to say that we should just wildly act on them all the time, but it's like, well, they're there for a reason, you know? I mean, Christopher Ryan talks about this with, you know, in his book, Sex at Dawn, you know, they look at the, the kind of construct of monogamy and, you know, it's, it's pretty clear that it's, you know, it's pretty clear that monogamy is not necessarily natural. I mean, monogamy is a choice and I think it's a good choice to make. If you find like there's somebody that you connect with and that you really have a a bond with and you make a commitment to be together, that's great. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think, but nobody, nobody in those situations, and if anybody ever tells you they're lying no one would ever say, Oh, I'm not attracted to anyone else. I don't look at anyone else. I don't see anyone else in a sexual way. It's like, No, of course, of course. And Chris Ryan says, It's like when you become a, a vegetarian, or it's like when you're, if you become a vegan or a vegetarian, you know, it's like, Don't tell me that bacon still doesn't smell good. It's like, Yeah, bacon will still smell good, but you're not going to necessarily act on that impulse to violate maybe something that you believe in or you're doing for a moral reason, or just, you know, for whatever the reason is, you're not going to break that code because you believe in it. And that's cool, you know, because it's like, look, obviously that proves that, like, as long as we believe in things, that we can make those sorts of uh, agreements in order to shape reality in a certain kind of way in which that feels more aligned with what we believe in, what we feel is is right. and I And I would argue that you know, there's a lot of people maybe that are screaming back and forth at each other and in this kind of divisive culture that we have right now. But I would argue that a lot of those people, they're just in pain. They're in pain. And, and, you know, I think maybe collectively we're in pain and individually we're in pain. And so it it could be really hard to, and I do it, I'm guilty of it, right? Like I'm, I'm guilty of just going off and, and ranting about like, The evil, tyrannical state, and like the vicious, sociopathic, parasitical, sycophant, murderers, and tyrants, and thieves—you know—I could—I could go off on that stuff, but I don't want to get—I—I—I don't—I don't want to get it because it's—it's—you know—while that's all true, it's like there's not much that we can like—you know—it's—it's—it's know it, but like you know, take care. Let's take care of ourselves. And, and really look out, look out for ourselves, because I think it's like the people that you're finding, uh, you know, in the world that are thinking like you that are feeling like you that are interested in the th- same things you're interested in. That's kind of the the groups of communities that we're going to build that are really going to be able to operate independently from a mainframe system from a centralized authoritarian power structure you know if we're all just like in groups and communities and we support each other like if i have listeners of this podcast that are doing things that they need support with i'm happy to support you send it my way you know i mean if i if i think it's cool and i think it's ready to be shared and it's and it's something that's dope and i and i like it yeah yeah i'm going to share it you know what i mean because it's like so if we can really just we're basically kind of like self-organizing and guys I know this is a very tangential kind of podcast I hope it I hope it kind of makes sense I've been kind of like creating some coming back to things you know whatever I'll just keep going but it's uh yeah thank you for listening it's um you know we're really creating these kind of like self-governing systems that are decentralized That operate in this like peer network, you know, this is, this is something that one of my favorite books, um, Future Perfect by Steven Johnson talks about, he he gives examples of this with, you know, like Uber and Airbnb and Yelp, you know, rating and reviews and, um, you know, sharing information and um, leaving scores for our reputation and, and things like that on so we're we know we can you know trust people so we're connecting with people that are like-minded that are interested in the same so we can we can actually form these kinds of globs of like micro economies micro economies of people that all believe in the same stuff and thus, you know, support each other to do those things. And it might seem kind of uh, strange right now, because we only have just like 5% of that. But as it if it keeps growing and exponentially growing every year, then we really will be able to fully function within a decentralized group of people in like a micro kind of civilization and a micro economy, everybody supporting each other's works and each other's ventures. And you know, uh, food and everything, just the living and, and, you know, renting apartments and cars and that sort of stuff would really be a connected community of individuals who are like-minded. And it's like, we don't have to be in a geographical location. You don't have to necessarily secede from a body of territorial land. I don't think that we have to really play by those rules. I forgot to mention, of course, Bitcoin, right? Like, so... And there's, and there's all kinds of currencies. And I know like the bare minimum about this stuff, but I find it so fascinating. The blockchain and cryptocurrencies, Ethereum and Litecoin and Dogecoin and Bitcoin. And um, I think it's it's pretty cool that we we have this available to us now. And I think it's really, really important to preserve and it's important to fight for and it's important to think about and I think, you know, that's part of the reason why I wanted to record today because it's like, you know, really trying to get the message there, like out to more people because that's really what it takes. It takes people being informed and awake because decisions are being made on our watch That's that are being made by fearful people, by people who are afraid and who want to take everything super seriously and want to condemn everyone and want to make comedy not funny anymore. Oh yeah, I went on a, I went off on comedy before and then I forgot about that. And now I'm back. Yeah. But but I if I didn't get to my point, it's like um basically what I was saying before about comedy is it it was it was difficult for me to kind of like test out and try out new jokes as a stand-up comedian when a lot of the comedians I felt like didn't really want to go to offensive places and and things like that. It was it was kind of upsetting to not really have that like support. And I think that kind of PC super like I don't even want to call it, you know, it's like these these names have been kind of cartoonized, like social justice warriors, PC, this, that. It's like cartoonized because, you know, they're they're just misguided kids. Like they're misguided. Like a lot of these people are misguided. Like they have good intentions. They're just not really hitting it where it needs to be hit. And and um, you know, that creates that creates a problem because they're taking they're taking it super seriously. But it's really it's just these this this Taking things seriously in the world of comedy is just right. Like I would love to be around a bunch of standup comics that were just going for it and being like, you know, not really being uptight about what was being said and that sort of stuff. And then if maybe someone was going over the line or having a bad set, like like wreck them, like on stage. You know what I mean? Like like call them out, like make fun of them. That that was kind of the era that I grew up in that I became attracted to was was the the kind of ballbuster, tough crowd with Colin Quinn kind of, um, era where it was like, that was fun. Those were like the guys in New York and, you know, they were just like doing really kind of great comedy. And it was just like, it was just great because like I said, it was stuff that you, I didn't really hear in the mainstream. And that's, that's, I'm glad that I circled back to this because this is what I started this podcast off about is just like we're looking we're looking to find the others find other people that think like us and that are um interested in the things that we're interested in and um you know that 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 really is a a necessary part of human existence and so to take away something like so precious as comedy You know, that's when you, that's, uh, that's when, you, you know, and like, you know, I could hear people who are maybe like, you know, saying like, well, you know, there are some things that shouldn't be said and shouldn't be joked about, you know, and it's like, you know, you have to draw the line somewhere. And it's like, well, where do you draw the line? And, you know, there's, there's, there's gotta be, you gotta have some people's feelings into consideration. It's like, no, no, you don't. Like you, you can think about all those things. And then when you hear another person say. Things that they're trying to make funny, but don't come out that way, because maybe they're not that good of a comedian or maybe they just it wasn't your taste, then you just go, Hmm, I didn't really like that. Maybe you tell a couple people you didn't like it, it wasn't for you. But you know now everybody's voice, I guess, can be magnified and 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 we've get, gotten to this level where you know it's just it's like i said it's this clickbait culture this where everything is like hyper pushed in our face all the time and it can be it can be pretty intense you know and then we develop all these unhealthy patterns and stuff that go along with that um so you know having access to getting off the mainstream kind of road and going down different areas of thought and exploration is so crucial and that's why i just like You know, I don't think psychedelics are taboo. I don't think sex is taboo. Like, I don't think defecating is taboo. It's like, we are human beings. You know, we are like, you know, we shouldn't be ashamed of of what we are. And we shouldn't be like ashamed as a culture to include these kinds of things in a healthy way, in a natural, human, healthy, holistic way to take care of the most important part of our culture which is the new beings that are being introduced to it you know that they're, they're <laughs> it's like such a it could be such a traumatizing thing i think being birthed into the world you know it's like you're this little thing and you're figuring everything out it's like we got to give that little thing that's figuring everything out that's absorbing everything the best chance it has to living a fulfilled meaningful connected human experience because as far as I'm concerned that's the most important thing that's the most important thing in the fucking world is making sure that we can leave the next generation with the most meaningful experience that they can have and it's it's you know it's it's a tough chat it's a it's a tall order this is this is what the role of leadership like this is what leaders should be, not these fucking clowns in this crazy system that we have set up that every four years, like whoever has the most money gets to run in the and gets them, you know, like then people go and they pick either one or the other, the representatives that that, that will rep, supposedly represent them. But everybody knows already that it's you know, it's like the, the emperor has no clothes. Like the jig is up. Like this system doesn't work. It's totally broken, but it's like, we still buy into it because maybe we're so shocked that like, it's so fucked up and it's been deceiving us and tricking us for so long that we have like some kind of Stockholm syndrome or like denial or in delusion that it's like, Oh no, it'll work. Just one more pull, you know, one more press of the button no, it's like something's clearly fucked up. Something's clearly super super wrong. If every 4 years we keep having the same debates about healthcare and taxes and this and that and it's just like it's it's bullshit. It's just all so much bullshit. But it takes up our time, you know, it whips us up, it gets us afraid, it keeps us in control. You know, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of um Meaning to to all this happening, it's just there's no meaning in it for you,
0: and that's just like something that, you know, the
2: the supposed leaders in our society don't tell you, you know, you never hear this kind of stuff coming from the people that we look up to in our culture. You're not going to hear musicians talk about this, you know. Katy Perry is not going to talk to you about this kind of stuff, you know she's not going to go in depth like about this you know alex rodriguez is not going to go in depth about this kind of stuff you're not going to hear this from the people that we worship in our culture that we look up to you know it's all surface level
0: um but you know i think that a lot of people are Suffering
2: from from that, suffering from that lack of real connection. I think you know, you you could just see it in in the behaviors, like I mentioned before, and the kind of as uh, Gabor Mate would would say, like the coping mechanisms, the the things that people use to choose to you know heal the pain that they did, they don't even really realize being not normal because maybe they've felt their whole life and they've just been too afraid to tell anyone that's telling them to do something otherwise to go fuck themselves so they keep doing what they've been told to do and it's like well you know now you're just kind of living this existence that's you know you're you're swimming in toxic water you're it's just it's always the water's always been polluted and you're, you've always been swimming in polluted water so why would you ever think that there's an opportunity for clear water you know some some fish maybe have that opportunity but so, Some don't, you know. It's just like, hey, this is what it is.
0: Um. So I don't know. I
2: mean, I hope this stuff is like is like helpful because, like I said, this podcast is just, I mean, you know, it's just me rambling. (laughs) This is just me talking about things that I'm just thinking about. Like I'm just and so I appreciate you if you're listening to this because. Who else am I going to talk to? You know, I got to talk to you guys. I don't have, there's, there's, I don't consult with any, you know, chief in a cave in the, you know, in the back of my house with like a pipe every, every week and say, oh, you know, give me the advice. What should I, you know, no, I just try and, where do you bounce these ideas off? Where do you have time to flesh out, you know, these kinds of long, rambling thoughts of, of things about society and, and, you know, human nature and psychology and philosophy. And it's, it's, it's difficult to have those conversations, you know, what are who are you going to have them with? You get in the elevator, you see one of your coworkers like, Hey Bill, Hey Steve, how you doing today? Well, I was just contemplating, uh, you know, my decaying meat sack of uh, bones and uh, how I've been alive on the planet for 32 years, and all I've done is shuffle myself in one metal device into another until I get into a uh, cardboard uh, cutout of a uh, version of reality that doesn't really taste like anything but Nilla wafers. How you doing? (laughs) I mean, maybe I'm the only one. I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that has, uh, you know, these thoughts and and feelings, you know, existential panic and dread and hopes and fears of of what we are going to do as a human species, you know, because like I said, it's not because I'm like this unselfish person. No, I'm actually a pretty selfish person. I'm very interested in my own life. I like myself, you know, you should be too. So that's what I'm saying. It's like this thing's all about you. But that's not to say to just, you know, be a dick and, and, and that sort of thing. No, it's, uh, it's to live in a way in a way that you're surfing life. You know, you're just, you're surfing it. I don't know. Is that cheesy? Is that, is that corny to say? I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I'm going to say the cheesy, corny things um, and the cliche things. I'm going to say them all without warning, okay? That's how much confidence I have. I will, I say cliche, corny, hacky things, and I give no warning for it. This is the only one you're going to get. No admission. It's just, I'm just in it. <laughs> I don't care. I, I really, I care, but
0: I also don't care. And that's the trick. It's like, just do both. Go,
2: you know. Look at look. Take life seriously, but also laugh at it, right? I mean, it's because you can't take life not seriously all the time, because you just, like I said, you just be drooling in in a pile of your own vomit or whatever. I'm like okay. <laughs> you, you wouldn't get anything, you wouldn't really do anything. But you you got to take it serious enough just to get going and feel like you know you're contributing and you have some kind of purpose and you're doing something but also not too serious where you're freaking out and panicking over things, but you can laugh at stuff that we can laugh at, at comedy. I mean, it's like,
0: the, yeah. So, because,
2: you know, if we can't, if we can't have a place where people can like make fun of other people, where people can say things that you're not supposed to say, where people can say offensive things, things that disturb you, things that are, that you don't find appropriate. If we can't have a, a space for that, then we've kind of lost our mind as a society, I think. And and I think that that's that's when we start to see a lot of the the symptoms arise of that greater disease of tension and of taking everything too seriously, and you know maybe lashing out in anger, which is super easy to do. You know, it's like super easy to tap into that, shift gears, and you know what it's a healthy emotion when it's used in, in, in the appropriate situations. You know, like I, I, I don't know. It's my, it's my opinion though, but like, you know, this is just, obviously it's just my opinion, but I have, I have a feeling that sometimes a lot of like very super spiritual, I'm very focused. I'm very harmonized. You know, I'm very in tune. Everything is great. Everything is bliss. I don't know. Maybe it is for them, but to me, I don't necessarily see that as a way that I can live as like a full human being in the world. It's like I need to be able to express myself emotionally, you know, given the proper circumstances. And I think, you know, experiencing the the whole gamut that uh, that a human experience has to offer is kind of you know what it's what it's all about. It's like you really kind of want to fully play in this in this mechanism. In that you know you want to. If something makes you upset, then be upset about it. You know, it's not to say that the person that made you upset is evil and they should go to hell and it's no, it's just like they said something that kind of upset you, let them know that it upset you, try and deal with it. You know, it's, that's, we make mistakes, that's what happens. We're not, we can, as Terrence McKenna would say, we can make small mouth noises, you know, that's, which is a very powerful thing because we're essentially, Transmuting our thoughts, you know, we're thinking things, and they're just coming out of this little wet hole in the, at the bottom of our face, and 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 then it just gets it just gets sent to other people, and it's just like, okay, here's here's what I'm thinking, here's like my tele, my wet meat suit guided telepathy, but we're not very good at like we're good at doing that. We're good at just throwing throwing a bunch of letters at somebody's face. But we're not good at really interpreting it and 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 analyzing it and breaking it down and digesting it and understanding it, understanding the person. You know, it's it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to to navigate. But I think this gets this gets back into what I was talking about earlier: is that it's sort of a shame that we have to kind of discover these things now. It's a it's sort of a shame that we have to kind of discover that there is. A, a different way that we could go about kind of training ourselves to live in harmony with our environments, with our mind, you know, not, obviously we're not going to be like in perfect blissful harmony, wherever we're, we're just, there's just like a seesaw in the middle of a park and there's two rocks on each end, like perfectly balanced. No, it'll be some kind of up and down, you know, cause we're always kind of figuring out, we're always kind of adjusting, we're always making mistakes, but the purpose of making mistakes is not to like, you know, it's not like, oh, someone made a mistake, they're a dick. The purpose of making mistakes is like, oh, I, there was an error in my programming. Let me see if I can correct that. No, I can't. Or yes, I can. You know, learn from, learn from those mistakes. I think people learning from, from our mistakes is, is a great thing. And by people learning from our mistakes, the society as a whole can learn from its mistakes, mistakes of, you know, of, of history and, and those sorts of things. So I think, you know, this is just like a, once again, you know, thank you guys for listening to these, these like high ramblings, but that like, thanks for sticking with me to this point. And, um, you know, I think that the reason why I'm, I'm talking about this and I feel pretty passionately about it is because once again, it's like, it's the most interesting thing to me. It's the most interesting thing to think about what kinds of, how, how can we allow ourselves to think in different ways? that can actually birth new modes of being into reality and into existence. You know, I, I might not be the guy that can be able to do it, that can build it, that can materialize it, but I like the fact that I'm exercising this kind of brain jam session to just get these thoughts out there, see if anybody else is like, oh yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Maybe, you know, we could think about it like this or like that, you know, and that that's sort of the hope of this is, you know, when I started the podcast, I said like, look, I don't I don't see myself as being like someone who's like imparting wisdom or anything like that. It's just like, I'm just taking advantage of an ability that I have to talk into a microphone and have, you know, rambling, tangential thoughts about uh, disparate ideas and hope that maybe someone is smarter than me out there who can like run with some of this stuff or talk to other people and mention it. And then someone, they, you know what I mean? Just that kind of way, because obviously... And there's definitely a lot of people out there that are way smarter than me that are doing, you know, that are already on this stuff that I'm talking about. And uh, I want to find them and talk to them. Sometimes it's hard finding podcast guests. So if anybody has any uh, suggestions for people I should have on the podcast, let me know. Um,
0: Yeah. Um,
2: So. So yeah, a lot a a big part of me just doing this and and I, you know tying this into like everything that I've been talking about is the fact that there's you know, through the use of of psychedelics, and you know human beings have been experimenting with altered states of consciousness for for our entire existence. And there's evidence of this in the Bible. There's evidence of this in um, all of the great texts of the world. Whether you uh, are looking at, you know, from from my uh, point of view, where I'm looking at it in a mythological perspective, from Joseph Campbell, or if you're looking at it from a uh, sociological perspective or an anthropologist's perspective, um, there's there's a lot of the same kinds of connections that are being made same kind of interpretations that are being made. And it's, a, it's amazing to see that years ago when people were not connected to each other, that they were still... In, they were in separate geographical areas, and they didn't even—they weren't even aware of uh, their, the uh, the other side of the world. They weren't aware of other human beings' existence, yet they were still coming up with the same sorts of stories and myths, and the same sorts of buildings and structures, and uh, deities, and and the same sorts of of problems that these these heroes of their stories faced when encountered with the different uh, challenges that. It came, and the way that Joseph Campbell interprets, you know, these things is, is that, you know, and Jordan Peterson is is of the same school, and it's that kind of Jungian school and that Gnostic school, you know, that that kind of you are the the creator of your world, and you know there are demons that are out there but you know that the, they are inside of us it's the dragon inside of us that we must conquer and and by conquering the and taming the dragon inside of us that we get to the pot of gold and we save the prince you know that whole kind of hero story that adventuring out into the unknown facing a great challenge f- facing your fears facing your mortality facing your your position in life your your physical features that you've been given the weight that you've been uh, assigned to the parents that you've been assigned to you know the, the accepting your birth role accepting your place in the world and owning your existence um
0: you know that that is uh that's 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 big that's huge
2: and i would argue that we're a lot of what we're seeing right now is because we don't you know, and I brought this up on a recent podcast that I recorded, but it's you know I'm, I'm i've I've always felt like this has resonated with me ever since I first heard it, I think from Graham Hancock, and then i've I went on to read uh Daniel Pinchbeck talked about it, and then Joseph Campbell, and you know many other people have talked about it, but it is the the rites of passage, the initiation rituals into the society. The, the, the coming of age of the younger generation into being protectors and guardians of the civilization, um, the passing of the baton, so to speak.
0: And that, I mean, that is so, so important. It's, uh,
2: it's crucial. And I think that, you know, for, for me, from the things that I've read, from what I've listened to and watched and experienced for my own, I've, I've got to say that that really resonates with me because when I, when I was younger, I definitely felt alienated from the society. You know, I felt isolated from the society. I just felt like there was something kind of, like, I wasn't really connecting fully as a as a as a, as a human being and feeling healthy and and fulfilled so there was a lot of like destructive bad habits like you know like I was I was first of all you know the society doesn't know what to do with young boys they can't concentrate right they can't sit still these young boys won't sit still in class can you believe it they they probably want to be outside you know murdering animals and building you know teepees with their own shit or something you know it's like yeah that's kind of that's kind of what we want to do. We want to be running around and getting into dangerous activities, because that's that's what kind of that's you know that's kind of what makes you a man, and that's one of the rites of passage that that we really we really fail the youth in our society. We fail the youth in our society, and then the, we just create a world that just takes takes that baton being passed over with the same baggage and weight and more problems because we've been living in a kind of a a situation where we're not totally being honest with the next generation that's coming up. We're not being honest in what they're being taught and what they're, you know, how to live and how to really live a proper human life and, and get, you know, get the most out of it and that sort of thing. We're not teaching them to think for themselves and like, you know, engage with with direct experience and make your own conclusions, you know, what do you think about that? And you know, it's just like here's what you should think, here's what you should do, this is who you should be, act this way. And you know, that cre- that creates a a big strain, you know? A big strain. And we saw it with, you know, the 60s when when people started taking LSD, they started freaking out. For, not freaking, you know, not freaking out in a bad way, but like free I mean maybe some like, you know, bad, that's bad trips or whatever, it's because They were so shocked by the fucking horror of the toxic environment in which they were living in, where people were going to be sent overseas to a foreign land to shoot and kill and murder men, women, and children that they had never met before. They're, they're, they're being sent to Vietnam. Like no, no human being in their right mind would go, I'm just going to go to Vietnam and just kill a bunch of people. But like, because The governmental structure in which they live under that's supposed to look out for and take care of and impart wisdom and teach the next generation to, you know, how to uh, be a healthy, fulfilled, meaningful human being. Instead, preys upon the the new people, takes advantage of them and convinces them to go fight and die for some fucking nothing, you know, because they got some because they have some plans. I don't know. It's it's insane you know but it's that insanity that we're we're drenched in insanity it's just we're so submerged in insanity that we we can't even notice it you know it's like we kind of know something's going on but we don't really know but what's going on is the fact that we're not we're not handing wisdom off to the youth and we're not challenging them to mature and become responsible moral citizens, you know, living forthrightly in the world, orienting themselves towards uh, a proper, healthy existence, a proper, healthy human relationship with themselves, with sex, with drugs, with um, you know, different kinds of, of human relationships and, and experiences that you would have. And really, you know, with death, that's another big one, right? It's like, no, death, oh, we're not we're never gonna die. Don't talk about death oh, it's terrible, it's scary, oh, no, 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 I don't don't want to go anywhere, even though it might be the best place on earth, or the best place uh, uh, of ever. It's just, it's so silly, you know, and it's just like, you know, this is what I was starting at the podcast with, it's just like, you have to laugh at this stuff, it's just like, it's ridiculous. Like, oh, I'm so scared, oh, I hope I don't wind up in a box just dark forever. (laughs) Like, like, oh, I'm just going to be in a little hole in the ground, just dark for a long time. For like a really long no you idiot that's not that's not the way it works and you know stop freaking out about it and getting so serious and so worried it's like we're all there we're going it's that's what happens that's what this it's like being on a roller coaster and and trying to you know wish that it was uh an elevator it's like no you're on a roller coaster that's where you wound up that's that's what's going down that's what is that is it is what is But these rites of passage, this, this this stage of initiation, is so crucial, and we and we we do such a disservice by not offering true, real rites of passage to uh, our youth. You know, a, a rite of passage for a lot of, like for me, for a lot of youth was was doing a lot of things and discovering a lot of things between myself and my peers and us just kind of like stumbling and figuring it out and not really getting the truth from adults. Adults would lie and not tell you the truth. They don't tell you, you know, maybe because also they don't really have the truth. You know, that's that's the problem. It's like if the truth gets suppressed, like for example, the war on drugs, right? It's like, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. Oh, like smoke one joint, you're going to go crazy. Oh man, like, Mar- the view on marijuana has changed so much from the time I was born, 1984, to now. It has changed so much, so much. I mean, Reagan-era drugs, like, that was, that was a very, like, repressed kind of culture. Very scared, fearful view uh, of things. And I don't know, maybe we're all just kind of, like, awakening... To our existence collectively on this level, and this is all like a big collective trip. And some people are freaking out, and some people are just like riding the wave and like transitioning and being like, "Cool, this is a cool trip," you know. But we're all kind of like awakening to our being, right? Like if we've evolved on this planet, right? Which which we have. That if you think about human evolution. In you know if you if you if you break it down to like a micro version of an individual we're like in the teen years we're like teenagers as a species we're, you know so so I, I i know that it's 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 going to be rough it's going to be rocky we're going to be figuring things we're still figuring things out, but it's important i think that the the real true important ideas break through and catch on and take take hold and people start really formulating systems and institutions around you know the these very very important things right that are just integrated into the culture and that's how we become the fucking greatest country on earth is that we actually lead by example and we follow the science and we follow what's healthy and what's moral and what's right and what we experience through you, you know using altered states of consciousness to, to to experience the the depths of our soul and our psyche and investigate who we are and what our purpose is and our relationship to the environment and to the plants and to the animals and to the cosmos and to everything that sort of stuff it's not this like woo woo side job taboo like oh don't talk no this is crucial to the human experience, this is so crucial to the human experience, and it's like, well, why did why, it, It's it's there's got to be this argument, right? Like it's like, well, well, you want to go back to hunter gatherer days and live like you know savages, or do you want to like live in this world? It's like, no, it's like, why can't we take what we've learned that makes this world awesome, and why can't we take the aspects of what makes that world awesome and make it a new, totally different, modern, cool? thing that's never been done before. So, you know, I think we can do that and I and I think I said this before but I went off on a tangent. God damn it. It's that Ghost OG. It's doing it to me. Um but I was talking about how important it is, you know, because we stifle innovation. We actually hinder progress. We Impede evolution
0: and that's not good
2: that's just not good that's just that's you know i don't know i'm not a, I'm not a religious man but' it's, it's sinful it's a shame it's a waste it's 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 terrible it's a tragedy you know so I think by providing by providing children with truth and wisdom and And respect as like a being in this world, not looking at a child as like Alan Watts says, somebody who is a candidate for being a human. You know, it's like they're a half a human. They're not really, they have rights in like escrow. You know, it's like a candidate for a human being, not a total human being. No, it's like we should definitely guide them, show them the way, watch them, be supportive. Impart are the wisdom. Impart the truth to them. Be honest with them. Tell them, welcome to the to the show. Welcome to life. This is what happens. You're gonna die one day. You're gonna be dead. Uh, but you know, this is what's going down. You know that 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 just um that just seems like the best game in town to me is to like try and make that happen. Imagining this possibility, that this this thing that seems. So far out, so far out of reach that it's like crazy. It's like, you can't, what are you going to change the world? You're going to, all of a sudden, everything's just going to go this, you know, way. Well, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe if we really started to act in a way that we feel is right and not necessarily holding back on that, you know. So maybe one of those examples is like, you know, next time you're in a in a discussion with like someone who is uh like a parent or a teacher or like a someone whoever like who's not I- into psychedelics or something, it maybe if it comes up or something, you just say, "Hey, like I happen to happen to be interested in psychedelics and I think they they're great and I think that they could be, you know, used in in a great way and there's a lot of resources on them and Hey, maybe check out MAPS and check out all these great organizations that are studying the therapeutic benefits of it. You know, it's 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 this what Rick Doblin of Maps calls coming out of the psychedelic closet, right? But it's like and I've heard uh like Chris Ryan and Duncan Trussell and Joe Rogan talk about this, like there's so many closets that people need to come out of. And it's like it's not just like the gay closet or the psychedelic closet or the um, you know, I don't know, alcoholic closet, whatever it is or it's just like there's there's these things and, and Lewis Howes, uh, I'm dropping a lot of names on this podcast, but Lewis Howes did a great job and I guess he doesn't call them closets, but he calls them masks and it's like he wrote this book called The Masks of Masculinity because it is kind of like, you know, it's like this mask, these roles that we play, these, these things that we put on because it's like we're expected to behave a certain way or something like that, right? Um, and I think that, you know, we're just doing, as we kind of discover new ways of doing things, that it's it's sort of our responsibility to kind of try and make sure that those new ways of doing things get sent out to the next generation because they're going to have to figure out uh new ways of doing things too and you know if we don't if we don't impart that to them then uh you know, we've kind of done a, a disservice but some of these like you know these rites of passage that I that I talk about that I feel like are so important are these um these 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 kind of experiences that you can have and, and right so like in the indigenous and aboriginal tribes like some of them would have like the men would come in and they would, like during like when the when the boy was like of a certain age like maybe like 13 or something they come in with like these crazy masks on you know like these scary masks and they would kidnap him and bring him out to the forest and scare him and maybe try and you know fight him but they would do it in a way where they, they would like guide the fight they would let the boy win but that was the ritual, that was the dance, that was the, the rite of passage, that was the initiation, that was the, the healthy hazing, not like the unhealthy hazing that we see in, in these stupid fucking fraternities where people like shove uh, like broom handles or whatever up some kid's ass or make someone drink like alcohol and fucking go to a mall and puke or whatever the fuck these stupid kids are doing. It's like, yeah, that's what that's what idiot kids who haven't been ritualized into the society who haven't gone through challenging rites of passage to mature and become a man. That's what you do when you, when you extend dependent childhood into college and beyond, you know, it seems like, it seems like our, our generation has been having an extended period of childhood to the point of like, you know, like in their thirties. So, and, and it's, it's it's not necessarily totally all of our fault because this is where where you know this is the environment in which we've grown up in and it's been situated to function in that way to produce a certain sort of worker certain sort of citizen a certain sort of wife or husband employee you know
0: um and if we want to see
2: changes if we feel passionately about anything in this world even if it's a selfish passion that we would want to make sure that we could change it for the better and actually try and make that thing happen right so by giving young people initiations and healthy uh introductions into the society right so like i was saying the the men with the masks would take the young boy out into the woods and they would simulate sort of a fight the boy would be challenged he would be afraid and then he would um I think this was in Papua New Guinea. I remember. I think Joseph Campbell was talking about something like her. Tierra del Fuego, and the the boys would be, um, you know, over. They would overcome the men, and then when the boy beat the men because the men allowed the boy to, to beat them, the men would then take the masks off, right? And the see, and then put it on the boy, and it was like now you are the inheritor of the myth of the society. You, young boy, you have faced the challenge, you have faced your fear, and you're worthy of accepting the, 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 the role of a mature man and a leader, somebody that we can count on, and somebody that will represent you know, the great mystery of existence within this society, because you went to the unknown, you were in the dark, you conquered something that was fearful and intimidating and that you were afraid of you you managed to muster up everything you had and um and use all of your faculties and your skills to to try and um come out of that situation on top and and you do and now you get to have the mask because you're going to get to do that to the next generation you're going to get to make sure that the the next generation is faced with a challenging task they must overcome and they must face their fears in order to shed the egoic childhood um consciousness and enter into a place of leadership into the society and take over the roles of uh passing down the traditions and the myths and making sure that the the values are preserved and that you know You're now ready to enter into a full human experience. You know, you're ready to step out onto your own and really commit with confidence to an independent individual life within that community and that's really you know that that means taking on more responsibilities but it's not taking on responsibilities in like a reluctant way that we would have here in the west where it's like oh did you clean your room like oh blow, blow me mom <laughs> like you know i'm not cleaning my room like yeah, bite me like i'm going rake the rake the leaves like no it's like no you in those sorts of societies of the past it's like you, you it was an honor to be you know to be taking on the responsibility us being the next generation of that society, and moving out of dependency and into maturity and responsibility, and I think that's you know that's that's really something that uh, that we don't do, and I think is the one of the most important things,
0: um, because
2: when we do that. We we honor and respect every being as an individual that can make a contribution to the civilization as a whole. To invent, you know, uh, the cure for cancer. To invent, you know, to to invent a new solution that eliminates the possibility of getting cancer in the first place. Because, you know, we've 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 created totally radically new systems that we can't even think about that work on a level that is healthier and and more in line with human values that we don't you know develop sorts of sicknesses and diseases that we kind of can just eradicate those things and they're not normal they're not like a part of what what normally happens as we as we age and we go along it's just you know we we've, we've managed to come up with different things but i think that spark of creativity and that confidence that someone can have has to start at at, a, at an early age and has to be with you know leaders of, uh, you know, the people who we look up to in our culture needs, needs to shift, you know, the, 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 the worshiping of the, the people that we worship and the people that we look at as authority figures who are, uh, justified as being credible authority figures because, um, you know, they're on television or they wear a suit and tie or they talk in a certain way. Or because they inhabit positions of so-called power, or because they make a lot of money, what are they telling you to do? What are they, you know? What do they represent? What do they say? What's important and and what's not? And how are you? How is that going to help you in your life? Are you just going to run around like a crazed maniac, always searching for the next best thing to try and feel like you, you know, are wanted or loved or appreciated or liked or felt smart or, you know, whatever? you know whatever you're hoping to get from the external world it's like you know it that's a difficult
0: way to live so you know
2: what's going on and 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 how how do you find out about what's going on and you know it's like for a lot of people
0: they never do but for the for the people who do
2: you know just think about Think about how cool it would have been if you found out even earlier. You know, think about how cool it would be if it was like mandatory to like everybody when they turn like 13 or 14 had to like choose a kind of out of, you know, out of their mind uh altered state of consciousness experience to engage in, you know, um and you get to go away for like 6 months or something like that you know it, we 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 don't create any space in between things right it's like you, when you go to preschool then you go to kindergarten then you go to elementary school then you go to junior high then you go to high school then you go to college then you go to grad school then you go to the workforce it's like when do you ever have a, a chance to just stop and 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 experience you know like have have some, like do something that takes you out of your mind out of your body out of your out of your see things from a different perspective it's so crucially important and that's why i think that it's like, look, you know, what, what we're talking about on this podcast is like not, you know, taking acid and going to like a fish concert. Otherwise, you know, I mean, that could be kind of cool. I mean, you could probably have fun, right? But it's about just after you have a powerful experience where you experience the feeling of love and connection and um, peace and
0: freedom. Why can't,
2: why can't we choose to make, you know, if we, if we know that that plane of reality exists, why can't we choose to kind of orient ourselves more towards that way, right? Um, And of course, we should all have the, the freedom to do that. And the
0: fact that we don't tells you that that's, that there's something going on that's wrong. And that's, that's it. You know, it's like, where are we going?
2: What are we, what are we trying to accomplish? And, I, and I'm talking about we in the sense of, you know, me, you, you guys, you and I, um, your job, like, you know, whatever, just the, 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 the groups and the situations that you get yourself in and then ourselves collectively. As a whole, as a human species, it's like, what's the goal? Like, where are we going? Like, what are we trying to do? Is it just like purely just ple- like have as much like hedonistic pleasure as possible and at anybody's expense, doesn't matter? Just like, you know, step on other people, get what, do whatever you got to do, look out for number one, and just like, you know, ride this gravy train till the end. And it's just like an amusement park ride, and like that's it. You know, it's like you're born, and it's like an amusement park ride, and then you're you're done, and you just you didn't think about anything, you don't know anything. It, you know, you're just. (laughs) That sounds really arrogant of me. I didn't mean it like that. I meant it like, that's just your. That's like your thing. That's what you're doing. That's what you put the quarter in the machine to play. Like that's, that's what it is, right?
0: But I think I would argue that you know it, it would really
2: if you can see yourself in other people and you know that there's a connection, something that connects all of us as human beings, you know that exists, then I would think that you would have a little bit of compassion for, for people who are coming after you that are inheriting the, the earth and that are going to be the next players in the game to be like, well, you know, I mean, and this, you know, this happens with this happens in families, right? I mean, we see it in families. This is what families want to do. They want to provide a better life for their kids, right? But we don't, we don't have to just limit it to the, fam- like, to the family and that's it. It's just like it's, we can really make this thing like an overall s- systems
0: in place sort of way of operating. But you can't do that unless you have the freedom to,
2: right? Otherwise, you're, you're doing it when, in, when angry men with guns want to come and throw you in steel cages because they don't like the kinds of things that you're engaging in, you know? That's the world that we live in. So like I said, I mean, it's just like it's right there. It's like that tells you that there's, some, there's something off about that. There's something not right about that because i don't have the right to do that nor do i have the desire to do that right and i don't think anybody listening to this podcast has the the right or the desire to want to tell other people what they can and can't do you know with their own bodies and with their own minds and you know how they should live their experience
0: and what what they um what they what they choose to to do and, and to live as long as they're not hurting anybody else or
2: harming anybody else. But you know, that, that's, uh, that's, that's sort of the, the way that things have been kind of worked out. And it's just been this kind of like agreed upon sort of way of doing things. It's kind of like on autopilot. It's like, who's in charge of this thing? It's like, well, no one really. It's just kind of, just going it's just going on autopilot we we just keep filling the slots when they become available you know we, we don't even think to we don't even think that maybe maybe we shouldn't fill any of these slots anymore maybe we should just change the whole thing but what does it take i mean what is how do you do that right it's like how do you how do you just restructure society right It's like can't do that can't just like pull a switch and then everything shifts um I honestly just think that the best way of doing it is what I'm trying to do right now and what I hope that you guys do when you listen to this show. I hope you guys tell other people like things that you're learning by listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and reading books and listening to audiobooks and whatever you're doing to like suck up information and... Try and expand your mind and see things from different perspectives and, you know, experiment with psychedelics or do breath work or go fl- to flotation tanks or go on meditation retreats or travel, backpack, you know, whatever it is that you're engaging in that makes you feel like, you know, surfing, skiing, whatever, right? Like all these kinds of activities that are healthy, human fulfilling uh, activities. It's like just pass that on to as many people as you possibly can because that's sort of the way that. Shit goes down, right? I mean, it's just a—it's a general kind of passing along of information and sharing your specific human experience from your specific point of view to other people's, and them being like, "Oh yeah, that's a cool vantage point," right? All right. Well, this has been a great kind of rambling mind jam session. Uh, it's like whoever's he's still here listening to this. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, so it's really cool that I get an opportunity to just kind of ramble about whatever the hell I'm thinking about. And, uh, like I said, I hope, I hope you guys find it like entertaining and it's valuable. Um, let me know, let me know if you have any suggestions, ideas or, or whatever. Um, yeah. And, and, and really, you know, I just, I, I was inspired and, you know, I, I was like, I got to record something. And then I kind of, you know, went on off a little on some tangents and stuff like that. But overall, I think it was pretty good, pretty pretty much what I wanted to, what I wanted to communicate. You know, it's just like, you know, look, we're, we're like, we're in this thing now, you know, like this is going on. Life is happening. And, you know, to me, I think one of the most valuable things that you could have in your life is, is, uh, you know, a, a really kind of mind-opening, heart-opening, altered state of consciousness experience that offers you challenge, that offers you a learning experience, that offers you um, an ability to integrate it into your life in a healthy, uh, proper way. And we don't have those things in that are main structures of our society. So, you know, people have to go find out about stuff, you know, and it's on their own and it's, it's sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not good, but whatever it is that you choose to do, you know, be safe, you know, read, research, do things in in a responsible way, you know, take risks, but to do it in a responsible way. Right. Like, um, and, um, and, you know, come to your own conclusions about stuff, and then share that stuff and message me and talk to me. I love hearing from you guys. I love talking with you guys. Um, and let me know if you like these kinds of shows and I'll do more of them. If not, and you think they need some editing or whatever, let me know about that too, right? Because I don't know what the hell is going on if you don't tell me um, and just be truthful with me because I'm a grown ass man and I can take it. So, you know, <laughs> if if this episode sucked, Message me and be like, this episode sucked. Like, you need to edit your episodes. What are you doing? Well, we don't want to hear this stuff. Or maybe you'll say, hey, really like how, you know, natural and, uh, you know, weird these episodes are. It's like a thought experiment, uh, you know, listening to your thoughts, thinking out loud, that sort of thing. Really cool, really interesting. You know, whatever. Different sides of the spectrum, but at least let me know. So I know, so I can properly calibrate my system to give you guys what you what you need, what you want, and um, you know, so I'm actually contributing something of value, and then you're getting something of value, and uh, and yeah, and and just give me that feedback, and I think you know something that I'm gonna maybe start doing is alongside these kind of high rambling thought experiment type podcasts, stream of consciousness, whatever you want to call it, I'm gonna probably start preparing for some episodes to do some stuff to talk about. Um, to talk about some things like, for example, like microdosing, right? Like, that's a very popular thing. I think someone asked me recently, like, did you do an episode on that? I did not do an episode on that. I mean, I mentioned it in a few episodes, but I've mentioned a lot of things in a lot of episodes and I'm kind of all over the place. And I know, you know, that I don't know, like whatever, that's just the way that my mind works and that's kind of the way that I feel comfortable. But maybe it's a little, maybe I'm being a little selfish, right? Like maybe, maybe it's not fair to you guys. Maybe, maybe I can really drill down on a specific topic and do like a podcast, just focus on that one topic and give you guys kind of the, the information or the, my thoughts about it, whatever you, you think or whatever, whatever um, you want to hear. But like, for example, microdosing, okay, I'll do a whole podcast on that what is it what are the where do you where do you learn about it how did you hear about it what are the resources out there how did it start what was my experience with it yeah we'll do that all right so thank you for listening and i guess you know this is going out to uh my my patreon subscribers obviously uh first and then if it's worthy enough to to pass along then It'll be in the iTunes. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace.